Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Thursday, or shall I say small Friday edition. Small Friday, baby. That is Rudy J. Yes, sir. Wearing a Army-Navy. What an appropriate day to wear it, as the true beginning of college football is today. We can call week zero whatever the hell you want to call it. But uh, we got football tonight and a good game. Utah and Florida, we're going to talk about it for sure. Bad news for Utah. Their quarterback probably ain't going to play today. Damn. That kid that took him a long way, uh, Cam Baller, might be out. But uh, nonetheless, we do have great football all weekend long, and it starts tonight. Uh, I, uh, Cowboys working on their roster. Cowboy, I mean, Malik's back. I was going to say, I was, I, was, I was lobbing <laughs> a softball. Uh, go ahead, man. Celebrate. You saw it. Yeah. You, you saved him. I think if it, but for you. Malik Davis is still floating around the free agent pool, but he is a Dallas Cowboy today as he signed a contract to join the practice squad. Guantanamo Bay came in, Rob. Oh, man, let's talk about this. Forget the listener's name. I'm so sorry, but my man that works out in Guantanamo Bay quite a bit, always listens to us on YouTube, sent us some nice little... Like beach shirts. What are these called, Rob? I call them pool shirts. Pool beach shirts. shirts. Pool, the, beach. The UP protecting long sleeve. Bimini Bay Outfitters. Guantanamo Bay. I think it's Bimini. I think it's Bimini? Oh, Bimini. yeah, Bimini. Yeah, it's Bimini. You're you right. It's Bimini Bay. So we but, got Git, and I got, uh, I guess, the flags. These are Gitmo. really cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, listeners who would like to bring us clothes, we always appreciate Yes. Clothes we're going to use, we appreciate even more. I will have this on this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank we, you thank we, we certainly appreciate that. And, uh, and whenever you do see us out and about, say howdy. Let us buy you a drink. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. Or vice go. versa. Uh, not strange doings around the cowboy land, but the the, the calendar's weird today. Uh, Mike McCarthy is hosting his press conference about four hours earlier than normal, and we're going to have it for you live. Seven thirty this morning. Mike McCarthy is going to speak to the state of the Cowboys for his daily uh, press. I think they've gotten in. Maybe this is the new game think, schedule. Like Thursday think, before yeah. the game, he'll do seven thirty in the morning and make all the beat reporters wake up really early and get down to the, the star. 
But, uh, well, yeah, we'll have it live today. So it'll be interesting to hear him talk about the guys signed to the practice squad, progress with the offense, any injuries we need to know about, and all the things Dallas Cowboys. You'll get it straight from the horse's mouth from Mike McCarthy, the man that will join us every Friday morning starting next week at 745. 645. Oh, I'm sorry, 645. Uh, bright and oily. Yeah. Um, this 730 press conference, again, it just to me, that early, Mike, Mike ain't playing no games this year. Mm-hmm. Mike ain't playing any games this year. Like, hey, remember the last time he spoke? He was like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's you know, nut cutting time, as they like to say, man. It's, it's a lot on the line for everybody. We're going to hear from J. Ron Curse. I like Curse. I, I, My first Cowboy camp was when I first, when I first saw him, and I was like, Rob, who is this tall safety? And I've, We've kind of he's kind of been our guy since that, yeah he has since been. that time and there's a there's an emotional leaderness to him I on think, the I definitely think he's I know it's Micah's team it's Micah's team it's, so it's Micah's defense but Curse is definitely I think we even asked Deron Bland that mm-hmm. he, he told us that he commands the room he he's the kind of guy that is a leader and when you hear him talking about his defense his, and he's a dog <laughs> and his Micah Parsons. And all the things that go into what we expect to be and what has been called a possibly legendary defense. Uh, good sound, as we like to say in the business. So we're going to hear from uh, J-Ron today. Um, San Antonio's own. Who's that? Steele. Mr. Steele, pay that man. Uh, what are y'all waiting on? <laughs> well, I give Steele his money. Are y'all going to bring in the right tackle for a fourth-round pick here at, you know, in next week? So Pay Steele, man. What the hell? Here's the thing with Terrence Steele, and Terrence doesn't realize it, but Terrence is the, the player, the type of player, that Jerry takes great pride in. Mm. The guy that either he brought in and, and rectified and fixed. Wasn't supposed to be something. Like turned like, into one of the better starting like, right tackles in the league. Yeah, that's a Jerry guy. That, those yeah. kind of Jer- guess what you're gonna get paid. He gonna Don't get worry, because yeah. he's proud of himself. <laughs> yeah, so, you know Jerry likes to pat himself he on the back. Paid. He he shows how proud he is of himself by how much he's paying you. He's the green dot. What's the green dot mean? I think he's talking about curse. A uh, curse is green dot. Oh, he gets yeah, to talk yeah. to the coach. Okay, got you. And that's the reason he was brought in. I mean, I love he was him. a Quinn guy. I love him. He's a dog. Only thing I. He's he he's not Anthony Davis, but he does run to the locker room quite a bit. You know, there's like you think about how many times last year in the curse you, you he went out and we're like, damn, curse went out, and then next thing you know he's like, back. Oh, I'm he's like, fine. You good? My coach used to tell me, Rudy, if you lay there that long, you better be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Coach Larry Schaefer. I never laid down again after he told me that. I was like, okay, you know what? You're right, Coach. Let me get my ass up and get going. The uh, the defense. With guys like this, I, I, we do expect great things, and hearing him talk about it made me even more interested in watching this full complement of defense going off. Man, you, uh, go ahead. We're going to talk some college football, yeah, and, and specific going, Dana Holgerson. Ooh, you, what, are you, what, you want to fight him? You, you, want a piece, you want a piece of Dana, Rob? Because you know, normally people don't come for y'all. No. Like, normally it's just like, yo, we, just t- we pick on the burn orange because they're the big bad bullies. But he, he threw y'all in there, too. I I what? see I what? see you, Dana. I see what you're trying to do. You and I I, I see you. But come on now. <laughs> come on. You are a barking chihuahua. That's what you are. Wow. 
I see where y'all wow. are. Wow. You are a chihuahua. You're nipping wow. at the back of my pant leg. Like, I, if I, I know if I bend down, you're going to bite me. You know what? But that's, I'm just not going to turn around. A barking chihuahua, that is the biggest disrespect you can say to a man. <laughs> like, because we all know what that means. Yes. We all know that means if I step towards you, you're going to take off running. No, I believe he's going to come at me. All pound and a half of him, a, a fighting fury. He coming. Yeah. I know if I put my hand down there, he's yeah. going to bite me. It's going to be a nip. And it might kind of hurt, but I'll drop kick your ass across the room. Mm. I mean, come on, Dana. You're picking fights where you don't need to. Why? Why are you picking fights? He's I, just speaking his truth, Rob. I know what. See, I see what you're trying to do. I like it because it's content. It's got, well, <laughs> he's read the book. Yes. And if Houston well, wants to be like TCU and SMU, you got to pick fights with the big guy on the block. I, I understand what you're well, doing. Keep in mind, I remember when I had when we had a trailer on this Monday. Players like, hey, ask him about Holgerson talking crap about the crowd noise and stuff like that. And I asked Coach about Holgerson. He's like, hey, you know, I like a little good trash talk. Well, see, that's you know, the other gotta, thing. I'm we got to go up there. We got to go up there. But I, I like a little trash talk. I'm glad you brought up the the fake fr- crowd noise. Yeah. See, that's such that's Holgerson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, so come on, so Chihuahua. you go from UTSA to picking on UT and a and I'm like, yo, bro, stay in your lane. Say it. Stay, stay in your lane. You are. You you will get stepped on. Now, and the thing is, it's not like I didn't respect the football program. I do. Right. I mean, this they play good football. But why are you picking fights like that? We're going to hear that. We're going to look um, at the weekend. Rob, I'm starting to get the feeling, listening to Dion yesterday, that he's about to become the most polarizing figure in college. I think I think you got a lot of people rooting for him to lose. I think he feels that because I don't know why Dion comes out yesterday and it's like, hey, it's not about me. And when he says that. It makes it about him. Do you believe him? No, when you say it's not about me, when anybody says it's not about the money, it's about the but money. But I don't think – I, I, you know, when we talk college, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away, but I definitely want to talk Dion because, again, if not for Dion, we ain't even talking about Colorado. They're not coming to the Big Twelve mm-hmm. without Dion. So I get it, but I do. I do, again, when you've already had three big time coaches come for him, <laughs> I, I start to think like if they can become, if they can get some success, like they're going to have to be good for him to be polarizing. That's it. But I get the feeling we got a lot of people waiting in the wins. <laughs> Waiting, hoping that Dion fails. Um, and I, I would also add, you, the last part of what you said is where I think the the uh, the true part of that sentence is. He has to win. If he wins, then we can then talk we can about talk, it. Right. But yeah. if he's living, everybody, I told you so. But, I mean, they're 20-point dogs to TCU. And, and, I, and I saw the numbers again yesterday. 73 new players, 83 new players, 50-something from the portal. 72 from the portal. I thought it was fifty three for the oh, portal, seventy three. It's seventy two new. new players. Yeah, then, but 50, but fifty three in the portal. <laughs> Some of those guys got to be able to play, right? <laughs> I would think. <laughs> we'll, we will we'll find out. Here's here's the thing with Dion, and, and if he's winning, there's a, I think there's an, an an equal number of very silent folks that are rooting for Dion. Oh, oh, you know a what lot. I mean? There's a lot of us. I mean, just that, in this week, you had. You get Warren Sapp at practice. Michael Irvin came to your practice. Like you just got yellow jackets running mm-hmm. through your practice. Now I don't know what if that's going to translate on Saturdays when you got to go up against TCU. But right. the underdog story is going to be interesting to watch because there's a lot of forces at play that are anti him that are, that are doing everything they can they, to, to kind of. I think it's mostly. I think it's mostly coaches. Though. Yes, and athletic directors, and now we're dealing with some. 
some conference issues. Uh, he's stepping on recruiting toes. I mean, there's a lot oh, of things okay. at play where gotcha. you know where, where Dion just suddenly plants himself in Colorado, and those tentacles come down into Dallas and into Texas. There's there's forces at play here that very much want him to fail, very much. Yeah. The NBA, we talked about it yesterday. Vegas looks at the Spurs and sees 27 wins, five better. <laughs> than, than, than we had with without Wimby. Bet the house, people. Bet the house. I'm like, I, I would feel awful if they didn't cover. <laughs> Gosh. So today, uh, the NBA's uh, the, the athletic their their brain trust. Do you trust yeah, the I athletic do. on the NBA I, side I though? I I'm do. like NFL. I get it. NBA, you trust them? I, well, I I think that what they wrote can be justified in either direction. Okay. So when I see that, I think that's fair and balanced. Um, they, they tiered NBA talent into five tiers and there's a one, one, a two, two, a, you know, all the way down to coming off the bench, I guess. Yeah. 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 And of the Spurs roster, these 32 guys, who we got on the tiered, Rob, yeah, who got we, tiered? how many did we, we get only tiered? had two land on the tier? Not shocking at all. And on the tiers, the highest that landed was a tier four, a player. 4A. 4A. And then there's a 4B, then there's a 5A. Is- and then we have a 5. So we have a 4 and a 5. Okay. I will tell you who that is. Yeah, help me. Uh, I'm a little bit already. after 8 o'clock. Okay. Uh, and when you see that, you go, oh, well, now I can see why they're saying 27. <laughs> and I think one is obvious. Oh, duh. But the other one, you might have. Yeah, I guess it's obvious, too. Yes, it's obvious. Remember General Booty? <laughs> When I said well, it out I like loud. Oh, yeah. Now, wrong. Didn't General Booty play quarterback here at Cornerstone? You got to help me out on that one. You're the you my go-to when it comes to high school guys. It, moving yeah. On. I, I think he was here on that Cornerstone football well, Edwin team. Edwin didn't even want to type it. Because the Booty name in Louisiana is pretty big time. The Booty family been around for a bit. Okay. There was a booty that played uh, LSU. But they own Alligator Farm? Well, uh, they're just a football family. Oh, okay. And somehow uh, General Booty. And that's his name. Um, well, see, I've been married quite some time, so I haven't I haven't dealt with any general booty. In played a while. Uh, San Antonio Cornerstone in 2018 and 19. He played at San Juan Capistrano, California, Catholic as a junior, son of LSU wide receiver Adrian, Abram Booty. So I was pretty close there. You were close, he, uh, but you were right. He's at OU now, and he's got an underwear deal. I, what else would he have? Well, with a name like General Booty. Uh, we saw Caleb pushing hamburgers earlier. Yeah, Caleb got him a little Wendy's nil, but it, it it's weird, but it makes sense. Is that make does that make sense? What I said, like I see it, I'm like, damn, college players are doing commercials, and then I'm like, five seconds, I'm like, of course they should be, and like like what, that has nothing to do with USC. USC ain't paying them. Wendy's is, and why did it take a thousand years for that to be okay? Well, the irony is so rich that Caleb is doing the commercials for Wendy's, who also has Reggie Bush under contract. Who, who would have been thrown in jail by you NCAA saints? Thou shalt not receive pay, nor yeah. act professional types. Uh, would have thrown his ass in jail, like Wendy, for stepping up there. How dare they pay him? So I think the Wendy's folks see the irony that uh, we they should see that yeah. Caleb is doing commercials while Reggie, the Heisman Trophy winner as well, doesn't even have one to look at. They took it. They took his Heisman. 
because he took some money to help his family. He had out. a nice house. He, uh, you he know had what? A really nice house. It wasn't as nice as it should have been. <laughs> it was a nice place, yes, but what it should have been was yeah. very different. It should have been a big old place in Malibu. Right. Speaking of him, Reggie, I literally can watch his highlights at USC like on a on a repeat. What is it about great college running backs and their mixtape? It's Reggie's tape is Reggie's tape is just like damn, like it. You're not supposed to look that much better at that level. You see what I'm saying? Like at that level, mm -hmm. it's just you shouldn't be that much faster and quicker and elude. Like it was, it's fun to watch. Well, it was like watching a high school game, like you were saying. Right, his talent was so much. He he looked twice as fast as anybody on the field, and he did it for two years, and no Heisman to look at, not one. No, they came and took it. You know another person's highlight reel I've been getting caught up on lately. Where is Merrill Hodge? Why is he like I've seen some replays of Merrill Hodge's breakdowns, Rob? Mm -hmm. He used to be spot dead you know, on. We like, had what? Merrill in studio one time. Merrill came through Did on a book not, tour. Does he not come across on like what is it? Because uh, he's his football knowledge is through the roof. So what is it? Because you know this TV side term, and stuff. We, I've known Merrill for years. He used to do some Army Navy work. He came through and, and sat in with Jason and I on a book tour. Uh -huh. um, remember, he's a, a cancer survivor. I didn't know. That. Um, I, don't, I didn't know that. Um, he also had a neck issue put him out of the league. So he's had he's dealt with some things. He's a uh, persnickety. Oh, got you. How was he in studio? Persnickety? Great guy. No, oh, okay. uh, but uh, he's persnickety. Okay, things have to go a certain way. And if they go that way, he's, cool. he's a pleasure to be around. <laughs> if it's off a little bit. And uh, that's, I mean, there's a lot of people like that. Oh, I, God, yeah. The fact that he, we don't see him on the regular is interesting because he is a, a, does have a football mind that um, as long as you can put up with the persnickety-ness. Persnickety. Yeah, write that one down. I am. So the Cowboys have uh, 53. You could have just said he's an ass. Here's, he's no, a, no, I didn't want to say that because he's not. No, okay. <laughs> Rudolph Gonzalez, YouTuber, says they should go after Johnny Football's awards. No, not now. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> well, I know what they should do, Rudolph, is give Reggie what? his back. What award? Don't yeah, Why? What, the Heisman? Did you watch the highlights? You did tell me he didn't earn that? Yeah, Our whole no. point here, Rudolph, is... Uh, give Reggie his Heisman It happened back. on the field. What does it matter what happened off the field? Especially because what happened off the field is not only legal, it is encouraged now. Yeah. Let's talk Don't Dallas. Don't be persnickety, <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> you are being obstinate and persnickety. So once an hour, Rob, that's the word of the day. We're yeah. going to start having the word of the day that you have to use once an hour. Uh, I'm not sure there is a correct spelling for persnickety. <laughs> I can't spell I it. I think we can all use persnickety in its own particular idiom. We so, can use it its own way. Today's word, the day of the word on r in the morning is persnickety. We need it used once an hour in an appropriate fashion. It's got to be in the right context. And it will be shown on our YouTube feed. So if you don't have <laughs> our I YouTube was close. feed. I, oh, it is an actual wait. word. I thought that that was just a grandma word. Oh, I spelled it right. Look, before I spelled it right. So you put the CK, you put the C, you yes, did. I spelled it right. I don't think I would have put see, the CK there. The, my teachers at Montgomery Elementary School and Spring Meadows and Miller's Point taught me to sound it out. Miss Thompson would be proud of me. Yes, she would. <laughs> Sound it out and if get Once as close as you can. Snick, eh, it's tea. four it's syllables. Fussy about small details. That's that is Merrill having Hodge. the characteristics of a snob. No, I wouldn't say that. Requiring great precision. That he is persnickety. It's the little things. Now back to the blitz. That's moving. Back. Joe, would you consider yourself persnickety? 
No, the persnickety one of those day. two is Minix. Oh God! Speaking as a color commentator on a football, you game. should see you should see some of the looks he gives me during the game, <laughs> dog. I'll be like, hey, watch it. Like Jason don't play when it comes to his play by play. Like when I, the few times that I got too look too anxious, the look he this quick snap of his neck and looking over at me like, all right, um, I'm like, hey, relax. Now dog. that you have spent a year. <laughs> You, you you battle tested now. Yes. Uh, when we come back, I want to tell you a story about okay. why I don't do this job. Okay. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one uh, San Antonio Sports Star. It's hot ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at two one zero six five six ESPN, and you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. You got a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. It's R&R, and this is Hot Ticket Thursday. If you like this song, you can hear it live. Listen to this. This is Luke Combs, right? Oh, we got Luke. Are we going Luke We got tickets right now to Luke Combs. Yeah. I didn't really prep it the way I should. Hey, Morning Crew, this is for you. People with a purpose, those that are up early. I got Luke Combs tickets right now on a hot ticket Thursday. Get your devices ready and listen to this. Oh, we already played it? Oh, they're already doing it. I wasn't paying attention. Rudy and I were talking. Hey, I've got Luke Combs tickets all day long. We're going to do it uh, the next time for Luke. We'll be at 820. Um, Next hour, Nickelback tickets. So... We had, where were we? Oh, where, oh, where were we? We were in a we big having, meeting, and we were having the discussion that so many people all have had. I yeah, think. so why help, do help people me hate Nickelback? Help a brother out. I don't understand why people hate Nickelback, and I don't. I mean, I know some Nickelback songs if I hear them. Well, there's one. But I why think, do people hate Nickelback? Are they just too popular? Well, I think it was the song where they were kind of making fun of the the lifestyle. You know, when they were like that rock and roll song where they were talking about drugs. I won't eat much and. I don't know. I, I don't dislike them to the level that I've been told people dislike them. And we have tickets in an hour if you want to go. But right now, Luke, I think they see for this, because now I don't know much, but I know Luke probably should have, we should have probably did some type of different type yeah. of contest. It shouldn't have been no These are hard to call. come by. Yeah, it shouldn't have been no ninth call. It's too easy for Luke Combs. And we're going out with a bang, not a whimper, because this is the last hot ticket Thursday. That's it? This is it. It's, it's a summer football. promotion. It's football season, baby. So now we got real stuff to attend to. But We're uh, chock full of guests all week starting next yeah, week. Yeah, man, we do. We do. Uh, I was going to tell you a story of uh, why you know, uh, why I don't do play-by-play yeah, so and what color happened? with so, Minix. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, go ahead. Because we're talking about, for those that don't know, there to be a play-by-play man, the play-by-play, not the color. The play-by-play. The play-by-play. The guy that that that's is the hard work, heavy lifting. That's a that's a calling. You're born to be a play-by-play guy. You don't. Yeah, it's got to be. That's got to be. That's got to be in you. It, it it is truly. And it's anybody who knows you. the really good play-by-play types. And Jason Minix, uh, I love him, and I'll make fun of him for a lot of things, but I give credit where it's due. Is as good a play-by-play guy as there is in the country. I don't care oh. what game you're watching. It, it's a true fact. I I'm mean, gonna let you finish, but there are times, Rob. I'll look over and I'm like. How did he that do that? Was good poetry. Yeah, yo. I mean, sometimes <laughs> he does some stuff, and, and you I don't give go, Jason props that much. But his this play is by a, play, he's masterful. This no, is a high no school crack. football game. You're like, this could be anywhere, and, and really, that's Minix. And I, I will say that to the nth degree. I, I don't know of anybody any better. I agree. Um, and it's very hard to work with a guy that is that good. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And for Rudy and I, we're football fans. That's all we are. I know. You know how I learned how to describe football from playing Madden. Up until Madden, I didn't know what a two deep safety, two deep right. defense. I didn't know what the Tampa two is. So I learned to do color analyzing by playing Madden. That's the way right. I figured out. Because when I first started, this is the story. So when I, I was asked about, oh gosh, fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. to do the color commentary for the Incarnate Word football team for the season. For the season, Me, it was myself. And Paul Alexander. Shout out to Paul. What up, PA? And Paul is another persnickety. Is he? Oh. I know Paul, but not like that. Wonderful man. I never wonderful, I wonderful yeah, man. Yeah, he is. That's all I know of him is good uh, dude. Uh the coach. In fact, uh the long stories about Paul, but my first that was the first time I'd done any I'd done radio for years, but I'd never done color like this. Yeah. So my very first sit down with him was uh we were doing a game on the road. I believe we were doing Abilene Christian. And ACU was proceeding to beat us by like 80 points. It was a just a beatdown of biblical proportions. And we're in the third quarter. And by this time, we're down 65 to nothing. This is the first game I've ever done. I really don't. I know what defenses look like, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I said something in mid-show. And Paul Alexander just turned my mic off. He turned it off. Just like, you know what? You are adding nothing to this. And I realized at that, at that moment that, you know, when you're working with people that don't work with people that are so good at their job yeah, that, you, they, that you make them mad. Yes. It's, uh, it's like, you know, when you're watching The Last Dance and Mike's cursing out people in practice. I'm not, com- you know, I'm not comparing Jason Minix to Michael Jordan, but when you're that yeah. good and somebody is bringing down your situation, because, <laughs> man, it was after an extra, was it? We were about to go to break, and I didn't know. We are about to use some sound, and I said something, and the sound started, and he looked at me Friday night. I was like, dog, it's my first game in a year. My bad. Yep. <laughs> so I, had, at that moment, realized, you know, Jason, you and I do <laughs> three hours of radio a day. That's 15 hours a week. we got to get along. we got to be nice to each other. And I know Friday night, by about 10 o'clock, you would hate me. So I'm gonna not. I'm so allowed. we're not. I'm just not gonna do it with you because I would ruin your night. Edwin, and I don't. Want Edwin's you found out that Jason can be a little persnickety on Friday. It, it's just, you know you found that out. It is, the, but you've gotten much better too. It is the residue of greatness. You have to deal with Dude. things that. And I'm, I'm like, I'm hats like, off to you, my brother. Like it probably took me till like game four last year to where I was like really comfortable. So and then yes, like last Friday. It took me till about the second half, like the second half, because like I said, like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not just blowing smoke. Like he's so good mm-hmm. that I'm borderline nervous. You know what I'm True. saying? Like, no, I'm borderline I'm... nervous. Like, okay, like don't mess this up. Like, I feel like that's where I am. So give me to about game two or three. I was a little rusty. One of the great benefits of age <laughs> is admitting that yeah. you're not good at things. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm not, not good at that. I'm never going to be good at it. I'm going to let you go on without me. You know? Knowing yourself, but man. you are better at it than me. He is. You survived. He didn't killed me. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And the thing about it is, I must be okay because Jason would have no problem telling. Absolutely, me. he would have no problem telling me, like, "Hey, man, I appreciate what you did, but no." And I would like to go back, and you know, you get a prize for for being accepted by Minix. It's known as the Kevin Brock Award. Yeah, because I told him I was like, "Dude, are you?" I was like, "Cause I was." I tell him all the time, like, "I'm not gonna be you and Brock." That's 25 years. Like, you yeah. do. I was before I took the gig. I was like, "You do understand that, right?" right. 
Like, See, I'm I was not, the I'm next guy. Go, after yeah, Brock. I was like, I'm never gonna be that. Yeah. So and he I'm, was like, oh, he was like, I know that. Just come on. I was like, all right. You never want to be the guy to replace you know? the guy. Thank you, Manuel Gonzalez. Thank You're you, being man. nice. You are welcome aboard. I like the I best. Like that tells, outfit, me, right? tells me he's a man after my own heart. Probably got a deer leaf someplace. Probably going to be shooting when some dove here. Just some next dove? week, they're going to be shooting dove. You are? You going to go? Uh, I will within. I, I don't have anything specifically scheduled, but if any of you guys do have a lease and are north of 90, I'm available pretty soon. And if you're south of 90, I'll be available in a week or do so. Do you shoot so, dove with buckshots? Yes. That, you, if you can shoot a dove with a 22 or a deer rifle, I want to hunt with you, cowboy. Yeah, I shoot. Oh, okay. That, that, so I need out. the spread. I need a. I need okay. a wide. I need I twenty one, gauge. I, I need... was wondering why those dudes were so good. See, you just you could tell I'm not a gun person because I was like, damn, they're because I'm thinking they're hitting these things with one well, bullet. Well, Rob. the thing is, if you <laughs> used a bullet on those little birds, there'd be nothing left. It would just uh, be see what I'm feathers saying? and bone. You need Only. the little buckshot. Only someone ignorant to guns wouldn't know that. Because while we act like the intent is to eat them. It's to shoot them. It's to shoot them. And, and I then a residual is to... Well, th- th- there are three th- parts of the dove hunt. There were four. There is the walk. There is the, the ad- actual hunt, which is the drive most me, important part. Drive me. I don't want to walk. Then there is the shooting. Can you shoot? Okay. And then you hit it, which is all... all you know, if you can walk and shoot the deer, uh, shoot the, the bird, you're halfway there. Then do you have a, a dog that'll go get it? And if you've got those three, life, it's gonna good time. Li- life will work. I mean, yeah. and then... Uh, no, we'll just we're yeah, being told to break. Hey, we got a lot to get into. We promised to talk sports, specifically the Dallas Cowboys. You want to no, hear from a guy named J. Ron Curse? You will. We promise you. And he's got some good things to say about his uh, his defensive end. And have you had a PSL? What? Have you had your PSL? I hope you have. I like mine icy cold. How do you like oh. yours? It's R and R. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio sports star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Uh, Fair warning. In about, well, about 45 minutes, uh, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, will make a live appearance here on the uh, Sports Star. Not directly with us, but with his press conference. We're going to carry it live. Remember, it's the day after cut day. Uh, they cut down and then they uh, built back up over the last 24 hours. And Rudy J, if you didn't hear the yippee last night yeah. in the backyard uh, when it was announced that Malik Davis, the future number one running back with the Dallas Cowboys, has been retained in a skillful strategic move by the Cowboys, uh, they cut him and let the rest of the world know that they still love him, re-signed him. He is now on the practice squad. Uh, and deservedly so. Yeah. That's what the practice squad is for. Guys like him. They should have another 20 guys. You know what? As loud as I'm screaming, practice squad is still a wrong by me. If you're on the practice squad, you know, then I was still dead wrong. Well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, Yeah, I could rejoice and have some fun with it, but I was still wrong. It's fine. I think that the difference between where he is now and where he could have been on Sunday is probably one snap on the second week in July. You know, I think the, yeah. the difference between him and Dowdle was so close that, and then I was like, it didn't help the first game. He has four carries, four yards. No matter who you're running behind, yeah, it's true. But they saw it like you. He made it. He made it. Kinda. And, we'll, and while we'll talk about the offense. It's the defense that's front and center today because the emotional leader, the green dot, as it was pointed out on our YouTube feed, 
Um, J. Ron Kerr spoke yesterday. And when you think of what a defense, the difference between a good defense and a great defense, and a great defense to legendary defense, it takes, what do you figure, three superstars to go to get to the great? When you look back on all the great defenses, Let me think. there were three. Um, when I look at the Ravens, you had, you know, on that defensive line, you had a couple guys. Goose's job was really important. Then you had Ray, and then you had, you know, Ed. Rod Woodson. Then you had Ed. Uh, if I'm talking about mm, the the Legion of Boom, who had the Bennett. Then we had Wagner. And Sherman. then you had, uh, you know, or Cam Chancellor. There I see where you're coming there. from. I see so, where you're coming from. I yeah. think, I'm not saying that no, three it gives sense. you legendary, but when you think legendary, there's always three. Yeah. And I sure. think – that if the Cowboys are truly going to be legendary, the J-Ron curse has to be one of the three. Yeah. I mean, you look at that Rams defense. I, they're not legendary, but they have Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They put on a ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, that's pretty they, close. They have some dogs. So if the Cowboys are going to get there, I think J-Ron curse will be part of the trio that gets in there. The Tony Parker to the three, the, the third of the three. Because he's Dan Quinn's guy. He's his yes, eyes and ears. Uh, well, I think he brought him in. Wasn't he one of the first guys he went and got yeah. when he got here? So he brought in a guy just like him. Jaron spoke to his defense and their goals. Uh, three is better than two. Uh, so, you know, why not do it three years in a row? Uh, that's our goal. Uh, you know, we, we, we live by the ball is talking to you. You just got to listen. So, huh. uh, you know, every opportunity we have to, to go out there and make a play on the ball, you know, uh, DQs on us to, to capitalize on those type of opportunities because, you know, they seldom come in this league, uh, you know, with such great quarterbacks and uh, great guys that receive a running back. So, you know, when you have opportunity with a guy holding the ball loose or a quarterback putting the ball in harm's way, you got to capitalize on those opportunities. Let me, let me, let me put on my hater hat, <laughs> Dak, to the Dak folks. You Dak folks, how does it feel to know your defense gave you the ball more times than anybody else in the league the last oh. two years in a row, and they did nothing with it. Two years in a row, they've given Dak back the ball more than anybody else in the league, and you have nothing to show for it. And this this is how you know that this team really loves each other because that can become toxic. I've seen it. I've watched the NFL for a long time. And I've seen locker rooms divide because the defense feels a certain way about how the offense ain't doing a damn thing or vice versa. The offense is like, dude, y'all can't ever get a stop. We got to put up 40 points. This is how I know they really like playing for each other and really enjoy each other as humans. Well said. Because that divisional round, and I'm giving y'all all these extra possessions. Let me keep in mind, two years ago, Trayvon gave the ball back to Dak 12 times by himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel you, J. Ron. If you, I know you want to get the three in a row, but what is your offense going to do with it? You brought up something that I don't think a lot of us think about, and it's the the separation between offense and defense on a football team. That you know they coexist, but they do different things at different times, and they yeah. just see each other in the big meetings. And True. If, and if one is not holding up one side, I think we even saw a little bit of it in the uh, in the hard knocks with the Jets. Like oh. the defense is like. Man, you don't got to do much, but you got to do something. Right. And I think that the uh, the relationship between Dan Quinn and McCarthy, the DQ to Coach Mack, 
um, as meant a lot to the locker room because it could have easily been exactly what you just said. What else do you want from us on this side of the ball? I mean, we're giving you the ball over for two consecutive years. Right. We held the 49ers to under 20 points. In their house. And where are you guys at? How much do you expect from us? They turned around and gave them 12. So it could have easily gone that way. Especially. But they they like each other. Yeah, they do like each other. Clearly. And there is some certain understanding that you've got a, a player on your team, the likes of Micah, that truly is making a legendary name for himself. I expect the defensive player of the year type year from him, hands down. Uh, if I was a betting guy, my money's on him. I just seen the way he, he's came in this year, different than the the, the previous two, and uh, he 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 has the ability to to, to wreck wreck a game at any given moment when he wants to. So uh, the type of impact I'm expecting him to have is not only for the defense but for the team is. It's tremendous. Uh, like I said, if I was a betting guy, defensive player of the year is is the type of type of year I see from him. Well, if Nick Bosa don't play, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> it does help. What the hell's going on down there? Nick Bosa and uh, was it Chris Jones? Mm-hmm. Neither, both of them are still like, nope. For the Chiefs, Chiefs wouldn't sign somebody else. Andy Reid ain't. Andy Reid like, hey man, we got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, Chris, you come back when you. We'll see you when you're ready. ready. We'll pay. And I get a sense there's a little bit of that in San Francisco. Like, dude, you're hurt enough anyway. We miss you a couple games. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see you when we see you. But you're right. Without if Bose is out, it should be no. But Micah, yeah, I I I I would predict. I would bet that if I had a little extra cash, I'd bet Micah to win that. I don't think you're gonna get great odds because I mean it's a, he's one of the favorites. You're not gonna make much money on it, but. I'd bet Micah to win DPOY. If he does get that that player of the year, this team better go a long way. They will. I mean, it'll help it go a long way. But if if it doesn't, and you had the defensive player of the year, there there will be a price to pay for McCarthy. It's called a PSL, and I crave one now. This is so sad. My 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 co-host is full hit. You know. They're back, baby. Have you had one, and where do you get them? Because we're jonesing for it. How do you like your PSL? We'll talk about it. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinigle here coming up on the Blitz. It is college football Thursday night. We're going to be live out at the Roo Pub. You should join us there and watch the game afterward. Plus, we've got the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. Who's back? Who's not back? We're going to talk about all of that. Hey, Rudy, since you weren't out of Texas Cheer Liquor, I had all your samples. <laughs> Appreciate you guys, man. Look like y'all had a good turnout. So, yesterday, mm-hmm. Texas Cheer. Number today, Rupo. Yeah, those guys are never here. You remember those days. Yeah, I, I love Rupo on a college football night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Utah, Florida. I'm going to have my... PSL. I'm going to so be picking up my yeah, Halloween we got a, costume. We got, about a, we got about a minute. Like, what is up with you pumpkin spice latte people? Like, I got a couple of, I got a good buddy of mine. Him and his wife, like, lose their minds come pumpkin time. Whether it's, it's because it's so pumpkin good. beer, pumpkin spice latte. Like, they're just pumpkinites, if that's a word. I'm I'm a, I'm a proud pumpkinite. I'm a, Edwin, not, do you like PSLs? You're, you a pumpkin spice latte no, type? I don't drink coffee. 
Rob, I don't see you drinking a PSL. Well, it's not. I, I, is the What's latte the frozen one? Oh, I don't. I like know. them. Fr- I, don't, I don't like the hot ones. I'll drink the hot one, but I like the frozen. I think it's PSL, supposed to be cold. Whatever that is, the pumpkin spice. I love that. Now I'm not down with the. Uh, because normally the PSL types are also the types that their favorite holiday is Halloween, and I'm not that guy. Oh, I'm not, Hall- I'm not all things fall guy. Halloween people are already outside. They're you, already outside. They're weirdos. You Halloween people in September are weird. If your favorite holiday is one that makes you get lets you dress up and be somebody else, I, I start I'm like. But no, the pumpkin people. I don't like. There's do you do you like. You like pumpkin? I legitimately like pumpkin. I like pumpkin pie. I like uh, I like when you roast pumpkin. You ever roasted pumpkin slices or pumpkin pieces <laughs> no, I don't in the eat oven? Pumpkin pie. And you can put Nothing. a little bit of olive oil. And no, you like sweet potato fries? I could do sweet potato fries. See, we're we're all it's it's I can close. Do sweet potato fries, yes. But so, I think that ain't by choice. But do you like uh, like sweet potato pie? No, I know that's weird. No, I, it, I mean, I, I get it because it's a savory a big, thing. Yeah, I'm not a big sweets person, period. But, but no, see, that's the thing like about pumpkin potatoes. is it's not that sweet. It's just what, sweet enough. What is it? What is pumpkin flavored? What does it taste like? It tastes like orange. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> it does not. It tastes like orange then brown. I like it. Uh, it tastes like pumpkin spice. I don't know. Me either. It's kind of a soft. Is it a, a texture thing? Or is it a flavor? You just don't like pumpkin yeah. flavor, whatever that cinnamon is. Yeah. Well, for uh, that's just more PSL for us. And I like saying PSL. It sounds like I'm inside yeah. of a club if you're part of the PSL clan. And, I, and of course, I am. Coming back in the 7 o'clock hour, we've chock full of goodness. We're going to look at the NBA and try to figure out, as far as the talent level of the Spurs, how come the league says we only got 27 wins in us and we see five kids that actually might be pretty good? We'll tell you what the league looks at when they see the talent on the current Spurs roster and where it ranks amongst the rest of the Western Conference. We'll talk about it next. This is R&R, and you lucky devils chose correctly. It's 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the... Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R, you know that, because that's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Welcome on. Uh, this hour, uh, Mike McCarthy is going to have his presser a little bit Early earlier birds, than baby. normal. So we expect him at the podium at 730, and when he arrives, we will switch over to him and let him tell you about where the Dallas Cowboys stand. Uh, after cut day, where they had to do some maneuvering, uh, they uh, cut their deep snapper, brought him back. They cut a tight end, brought a tight end back. Uh, cut a running back, brought him back. They tried to bring Will Greer back, but uh, uh, Cincinnati scooped him. Since he wanted to go someplace where he's appreciated for his beard. Now, when Will Greer got there and they put a microphone in his face, did he tell them, this is Joe Burrow's team, I'm just here to help? No. Because Trey Lance did not tell us that this is Dak Prescott's team, and I want to know why. <laughs> I want to start stuff. If everybody else is starting stuff, why can't we start stuff? Why did Trey Lance not walk in? 
and make it known that this is not his team and he's not trying to steal Dak's job. Because he I'm kind of serious. He's here to steal the team. Will Greer knows his place. I think I think Trey didn't say it because Trey's trying to get that job. I hope. Well, we hope so. You want him to, don't? But you? it's kind of like Dana Holgerson poking at hey, hey, poking, hey, poking at Texas hey, and use and, and A and M. Like, uh, yeah, you're okay. Suppo- you're supposed to be above Dana Holgerson comments. All I'm saying I, is, you're supposed to look down on him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like sometimes you got to slap a like. You can ignore it for so long, but you got to kind of <laughs> teach a lesson. Like, what are you talking about? We're going to hear from Dana in a bit, his University of Houston Cougars. Come on. Taking on UTSA. Let's go, Roadrunners. Meet me. Birds up. All that stuff. Meet me. Meet me. Uh, We're going to talk some NBA right now. Uh, We're also going to hear from Dan Orlovsky. I like Dan. Uh, Herm Edwards in just a couple of minutes as we lead ourselves up to the uh, press conference. uh, The Cowboys. I I think Herm's a Cowboy hater. I, he well, did he play was, for Philly. He, and, yeah. <laughs> he did play for Philly. I think Herm, because the only time Herm fires off hot takes is Cowboys. Everything else is kind of like, well, you know, when you, you're in the pocket, there's certain things that we don't understand as a, as fans. When it comes to Cowboys, it's like, oh, no, let me let me tell you how, what's really going on here. I'm like, I, Herm, I th- you got a little hater in you. I don't think it's a dislike for the Cowboys. I think it's a dislike for the way the Cowboys do business. I think it's just contrary to what Herm believes at his core. And I also think Herm is like Herm hates having to talk about the Cowboys every day. I know that for for a fact. But he don't get it. Herm's no. a coach. He don't get it. And after his little Arizona State sojourn, just uh, I can't even. I never. I didn't watch a single Herm Edwards coached Arizona State game. Well, there wasn't a whole lot to see. Okay. Remember that by the time it was over, he had an assistant coach giving away his game plan hmm. to the opposing team. Opposing team, things had gone so south in that locker room. I don't know what happened. I always had a lot of respect for him, but uh, we're going to hear from him in a second. But let's talk some NBA real quick. Okay, uh, let's do it. Uh, you know we're about a month away from training camp. About two months from our first game. And, it, and while we're focusing, the world is focusing on the NFL, the NBA is kind of rounding into this is what we're going to be for training camp. Still some big deals hanging out there. Is Dame going to get moved? Uh, James Harden still floating around. But with the Spurs in particular, they're in good stead. We know what the team's going to look like. Our teammates, our team's here. We're going to have to whittle it down. Right. But to surpass and to you know prove the process or the project, we're calling it a project, is in play, you expect improvement. And especially after you draft what we have been told is the greatest prospect in decades. Now, last time we did that, what did we get, 20 wins? It was one of the better turnarounds in history. In fact, we've done it twice. Yeah. So on the third attempt, you're telling us that a Victor Wimbayama, all 7 or 6'11", he's shrinking actually, uh, is um, only worth five wins. You go, well, how is that even possible when the Spurs have been drafting lottery picks for the last several years? True. Uh, they've got an, a guy that's already uh, renowned as one of the best young players in the league. We saw him on Team USA under his coach. I mean, it was a little bit of daddy ball. But Keldon did play some international basketball the last time they all gathered together. Uh, they've got a Devin Vassell kid who, when healthy on the court, as everybody universally says, this is the perfect 3 and D guy. I mean, mm-hmm. plays great perimeter defense, can shoot, do all that. They went and got the jack-of-all-trades and best haircut in the rookies and, and uh, Jeremy Sohan, 
we we see all this and we go, this is a 40-win team, a 35-win team. How could it not be? And then Vegas says, well, there's only 27 wins there. And then we see a tiered system that the Athletic puts out, and they rank all the players in the league, and they go, this is this is a one player, this is a 1A player, all the way through. The highest-ranking spur is a guy that hadn't even played for us yet. That's Victor, and he comes in as a Tier 4 player, and the only other guy to even make a ranking is Keldon, and he comes out as a Tier 5B player. I think Tier 4 is fair for Wimby because we yes. still don't know. No, I agree. I'm not that, mad at well, the First state. of all, the fact that he even made it. Because we don't, we have no idea what's really going to happen. We don't not know. Like the, the thing with the, the with the international player is, yes, sometimes it translates really, really well. Like keep in mind what we thought. Tiago Splitter was winning titles over overseas in in the best league overseas. So we were like, oh man, we're getting because we missed out on Scola because we didn't want to pay the buyout. So when Tiago came around, we're like, oh man, here we go. Now they did end up winning the title with Tiago, but. His role as to what we thought prior to him coming over here was much. He was pretty much, you know, he was Jakob Pertl. Yes. <laughs> he was Jakob Pertl. Considering the hype surrounding him, we thought it was going to be, we were expecting more. Now, I'm not calling Wimby Tiago splitter. That's not what I said. I'm just, sometimes it just don't translate. It, it, well, it depends on how you want it to translate. Well, I wanted yeah. to translate into a, a, yeah. a NBA title. What well, do you mean? What well, how I'm I wanted saying, to translate? I mean, depends on how you look at the European game. What's that guy? Uh, Which one? Rondé Hollis Jefferson, the uh, Jordanian oh, Jordan. Stop whatever. it right now! What you know? He got he, this guy was a is a twelfth guy at best on an NBA roster, and he's going for forty in FIBA. I mean, he's he's hitting he's doing Bruce Bowen things like Bowen when he was in the one Philippines. foot fadeaways. I'm like, if y'all don't cut it out, so no, yeah, I got you. I, I get the comparison, but on the other side of the coin, I hate to say it again, if Wimby was wearing a different colored jersey, I'm listening. He would be ranked by any other. Oh my gosh, he Rob. would be three. He would be higher. Uh, you can't wow. be so duplicitous because I guarantee you, anybody that wrote this athletic article, article at some point in the last six weeks, every basketball writer has written. Victor Wimbayama is the next. He does things we've never seen before, and he does it on a repeatable basis, and he keeps getting better. And the fact that he's landed in a place where they have proven in the past to be able to mentor and grow talent like this under the best coach of all time by the metrics, and you're telling me this team is only five wins better? Let me tell you. I thought we were done being that Spur fan. Are, you, is, are we still the Spur fan that feels like the, the world hates us? I thought we were done with that. It's, it, I don't know if it's hatred, but it just doesn't make sense to me. And this, yet again, okay, Wimby's four. But we love the Athletic. You can't, so you, the Athletic is, they're not biased to LA. I thought the Athletic is by the numbers, PFF no, by the numbers. I don't think they were like a, that far. And I, and the, the, the sad thing is, I agree with four and five. I, I agree with that. So then what are you saying? Why are you mad? It, it's the, yeah, he's great, but it's San Antonio. So <laughs> nobody, there is nowhere in that article where it says <laughs> bro that. Gamer wins. Good job, bro. Gamer per persnickety Rob. Yeah. You got to be with precision when you're breaking down his spurs. Eric Montez on YouTube says, we just don't get the respect we've earned. See, you see what you started. It's true. It's not true, it is... Rob. Not anymore. I think there was a time where people didn't like us because we were winning, and it was, air quotes, boring. 
But I thought we were but past at least it. I, then, thought, I thought everybody kind of liked us now. But we got respect. They didn't. This is just an utter no, we lack had to of take, respect. We had to take it. This is just, yeah, we Bro, know. Well, how much respect do you want him to give to a rookie that we don't know what he's going to be? How much respect do you want? We don't know what Wimby's going to be. Either you, speak to me in, in terms of Wimby is exactly what he is, whatever that is, and say <laughs> there, there are some limitations. It's not all there. Don't promote him to me before the draft. And say this guy is going to change the league, and then and then rate him five games better, and then literally within two weeks go, yeah, well, it Spurs got him, so it's five wins. You know what? Okay, five okay, wins. well, okay, but let me ask you this, Rob, and then, and you and be fair, be fair with the way their roster is set up, and with their head coach, had he gone to Houston, wouldn't he be a little bit better because the team is better? No, I disagree with that premise. No, you don't agree that Houston's a little bit farther along than this. The they're both not they're both not there yet, Rob. No, both. no, Houston's further along in the process of talent acquisition. I will give you because that. they because they've been bad longer, but they're not further along in the building of a team. They got a brand new coach. They've got they got they've got they're further along in putting talent in on no. the roster, but as far as building a team. Don't they, they don't, just brought in Udoka? They just hit reset again. Don't don't make me don't don't do this. I, they're they're. I think that's a fair statement. They've got more talent because than because the they do. have Udoka. I feel like they're gonna, they're farther along putting the team together. Not look. I'm not saying that Udoka's a better coach than Pop, but he is from the Pop tree, Rob. No, I, no. You, what I'm saying is that there was a project process. How we want to define it in Whatever. Houston that yeah, yeah, was yeah. in play for the last three years, and it brought in some pretty good talent. And they are they are further down the 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 lottery road than the Spurs. They've been there more, and they've drafted higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but what they, I'm saying. But what they so yeah, they've got more talent in their process. But they just hit the reset. What they were planning on doing, they're not planning on doing anymore. They brought in a brand new coach with a different idea, and we saw what happened when he got to Boston. It took some time, the first little bit. So I think Houston's going to stumble out of the gate, and everybody's going to go. Well, the Spurs are ahead of them. No, we're not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. We're not ahead of the the Rockets. You don't think you don't again? I, I am God sent, God sent. Thank you, Lord, every day that He came here. But there's not a situation you think He could have fell to that would be better to start, just to start, just to make uh, because um, only because I'm speaking on this five wins. Maybe it's more about the roster that is surrounding yes, him yeah. than it is him. No, I, I, you're right. That's all I'm saying. No, I think he would like he, if he was a, if it, Orlando hit and he's with pa- Paolo. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, and if he landed in Charlotte and you, Oh God, you know, I don't want to. Well, what I'm saying is he lands in Charlotte and he's the only guy, so he's gonna play thirty five minutes a game and be allowed to turn the ball over eight <laughs> times and be allowed to do all the things rookies do. What if he But he would go get thirty. I mean, you put him out there right. and it, you know, he might be a volume kind of thing early on, and when you see a stat line you go, Oh my god, Wimby is ripping it or, up. But or, then when you watch the tape, you go, Oh. Or if he's with Dame and Anthony Simmons. Right. Where that, that that they probably going to have them at more than twenty seven wins. So I don't and not and I'm not knocking the Spurs roster. I think there's something. I think there's some there there with this roster. It's just like okay, now it's all coming together and Pop can coach them for real now. But I'm just saying. I think I'm just trying to answer the question as to how is it only worth five wins. Well, I also think Vegas sees the Spurs and understand that there is still a need to acquire more talent. Whether they go so? get it through 
They've got I like the team. Yes, I like the team. But they're only a third of the way there. They yeah, really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. And that, there's a reason why they've banked all this free agency money. And there's a reason why they've banked all this draft picks. And Vegas looks at this team and goes, they're not trying to win yet. Those games that they tossed last year, they might try to stay competitive, but they don't have the tools to actually win them. Mm. Whereas before, they were just going to quit. Now they're going to lose legitimately. You know, we're going to, we don't have a, a dude to sub in to lose the game. Mm. Even though it looks like we're trying to win, we put that guy in, we're going to lose. Now everybody's part of this team. And I think Vegas looks at it like, yeah, project not complete. They're going to lose some games, not intentionally, but by design. Again. Now I feel you. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I do disagree with their, with the evaluation of talent. I do think that the younger talent that uh, the, the Spurs have put together, that Sohan and Devin Vassell need to be mentioned. Keldon, Malachi come along. But Keldon has earned it. I mean, Keldon, oh, if you, you don't bring about, okay. up Keldon in the realms of young talent around the NBA, you you're just not, don't know you basketball. just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Devin, I think, is an understudied. I like, he's, my fa- he's my favorite Spur. And I think both of us, that and Spur fan, I think would agree. Those of us that watched enough of him know, he probably, when he's fully actualized, could be better than Keldon. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, call, I call him Baby DeRozan, yes. and that's a compliment yes. in my eyes. I think with the we, three ball, we with the three ball, and we love Keldon. Yeah. But I think we look at the skill set that Devin Vassell brings, and we go, once we get a full season of full Devin with guys around him, he probably better than Keldon, at least for what the Spurs are wanting to do. Well, Keldon will finally get to play his real position, right? And you know, and I'm not degrading Keldon. No, I know you're not. I know. So I think that those three, when you put when you're tearing guys and you don't include a Devin Vassell, that tells me you didn't do your research. Right. If you just watch the cat play, there are three dudes on this roster that can justify thirty to thirty-two wins. You could justify it, and no one would buy nine. I would bet the house that they're going to win more than twenty-seven. But yeah, we got it. Go. Hey, we've got to give away some tickets. You like Nickelback? Listen to this. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. It's a Hot Ticket Thursday, and this is your last chance as as the summer dies down and football begins. Those Thursdays are going to be booked up with real talk about real football. So you want to win tickets, get on the call right now. Get yourself some Nickelback. In an hour, we've got Luke Combe tickets. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to Wall. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. Uh, We are expecting Coach Mike McCarthy to step up to the podium up there in the Star for his daily presser. And the day after the recovery of a lot of cut dudes, we expect to hear a lot about the team as it is currently formed. Questions to be answered for sure. How does he feel about his his line, his team, and preparation for his uh, opening game against the division rival, the New York Giants, as he is expected to be on there in just a minute or two. And the team that he's going to be up. Working with us, coming into form. I think we are all together. Who was that? With the Cowboys. Those those that were cut with the intention of being oh, brought yeah. back. Uh, they all were. Uh, one of the stranger things the Cowboys did is the cut day came through. We saw that they had cut their deep snapper. <laughs> so they had <laughs> effectively come into the regular season without a pretty important cog in the special teams. But that was just all part of the plan. Wow. Yeah. As they, uh, I would teach my son to be a deep snapper. It's a good way to make... High six figures to a million dollars for fifteen years. Um, and you know what I mean. Like you might own it's like it's a million dollar gig. You getting one million dollars a year after what about three four years, Rob? And then you do it for twelve years. You making a million dollars a year 
the previous one uh, played for a bit. This is Mike McCarthy as he is on the podium. Week. How do you approach it? Is it a do you give them some stuff on the game? Is it strictly just kind of keep the conditioning until we start next week, or is there the approach different? I guess this week. I mean, it's definitely an odd week, um, but. I just think, you know, a couple factors involved. Just from a pure practice perspective, you know, practice in the morning uh, to beat the heat is, is why we're on this particular schedule. Um, but, no, we've, we've uh, we worked on normal day yesterday. Uh, we'll work on third down today, and then, um, you know, we'll clean that up, and then we'll come in Monday and, and do some red zone. Because I do want to go through a normal flow uh, next week because we haven't, you know, we have not been on an in-season schedule yet. So I, I think it's important to get your team acclimated and transitioned into that into that mode so but yes we're working we're working game plan specific things all right so four starts on the ground uh you have we have a full complement of your practice squad guys can you and can you talk about the two guys you added from other teams to practice squad yeah definitely i, I think really through the you know the transition of it um you know i uh, saw sean this morning um will will be he's he's in route he won't be here until later today but you know i, I think our personnel department doesn't a tremendous job, um, you know, throughout the night that, you know, they lay out the, the candidates. We came in you know, yesterday morning, and, you know, at six, studied them. Uh, so uh, two, two good additions. Looking forward to working with the young guys. Mike Todd Archer with ESPN. You have a Donovan Wilson update. It's been a while that he's been out. How's his rehab going? Uh, it's, going it's going okay. Um, so we'll have, we'll have more for you on Monday. But, yeah, yeah, he won't, he won't work in a full capacity today. You're listening to Mike McCarthy's press conference with the Dallas Cowboys coming from the star here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're more linebacker tight end types. When you look at your 53, it's pretty clear you're a bit short on those types of guys. We're fast. What's the trade-off and is it all problematic? I think like, you know, everything in this league, and it really, to me, it goes back to what we talk about on offense and defense, you know, and also goes to special teams. You know, when your system of scheme design and, and how you want to play uh, doesn't give you the ability to, you know, keep the best football player. I mean, we all, you know, length and all those things. I mean, all, all those profile conversations are important, but, you know, at the end of the day, you put together a 90-man roster, uh, and every one of these guys earned this opportunity. So uh, I'm, I'm confident with the makeup of our of our special teams. Mike Sides, uh, Dan Funny. Related to Hunter, but I just wanted to ask you, you know, with your time with uh, John Kuhn in, in Green Bay, just what's what was the benefit of that? What did you like about the entire tenure that he had in Green Bay, um, and what worked in your offense? Well, I mean, John John Kuhn is an excellent comparable uh, because you know that 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 has been used in our conversations. I mean, if you recall, John was a you know he was a very produ- productive one back runner at Shippensburg. And Hunter has, you know, has those skills. You know, I mean, I think if you, you got to see him against uh, the Raiders, you know, yeah, very productive, pr- productive in the one back, you know, run run part of it. But, you know, his versatility is is what we're excited about because obviously, you know, it gives us the lead blocking um, ability in two back. He's, I mean, he's he's got good hands, good receiver, very bright. The pe- protection part of it, he has picked up for a rookie very well. Uh, and then there's, you know, a lot of you know, high special teams value. You know, the one thing, but you know, when you have a guy like John, you know, that you can that can be a staple over there for four or five years. Um, you know, I see Hunter in the in the same light. Calvin, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Winters. Uh, this time of year, is it harder to find 
You're listening to the Dallas Cowboys Daily Press Conference with Mike McCarthy here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 I mean, the whole evaluation and training of O-line, I I think we're we're in an era that's definitely challenging. So, and and that doesn't, you know, it it doesn't, you know, exclude the personnel evaluation part of it because, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're all all chasing it. You know, you you got young linemen that need time to develop. Um, so your projection and is so important. Um, you know, I think that's why, you know, in all these personnel evaluations, you have to go back to your, to your initial grades. Now I'm not one to hold on to those grades, but, but they, they are, you know, the starting point of how a player is, is viewed. So, but yeah, um, it, it's definitely, you know, tougher. I think it's just tougher in general to find big men, you know, uh, this time of year. Peyton Hendershot, he was pretty raw but pretty willing as an inline blocker last year as a rookie. What progression have you seen from him in that respect? Say the name again. Peyton Hendershot. Okay. Uh, what's up? I'm laughing because I mean everybody makes fun of my accent, but okay, <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand the first. Uh, okay. Peyton Hendershot was pretty raw, pretty willing last year as an inline blocker. Mm-hmm. How, have you seen his progression, YouTube? Well, I think he's really grown. I think the biggest thing is, and I, I, I think it's your point, is you know. Uh, a lot of twitch was very productive in the perimeter stuff. You know, I, I think just, you know, like you know, I think of the the wheel route he caught against Jacksonville. So I mean, he has that that type of ability on on a second level. You know, just even talking to Dan Quinn this morning, we we're talking about you know the simulation of uh, of the the opponent squad in, in in having an athletic tight end. Uh, you know, to, to challenge the defense, and you know, he's that kind of guy. So. Um, but yeah, we, we needed to be better blocking the C gap. Period. You know, n- not just Peyton. So, um, but yes, he, I think he's definitely in, in, improved. You know, the inline blocking. Um, but he, you know, he has the twitch and athletic ability. You know, but, but both him and Fergie have done a better job. You know, they were both you know very light last year. So, they they both have done a, a great job putting on weight. Mike, with Steele and his recovery, have you seen a guy come back from such a major thing the way he has? No, no, I haven't. I mean, just that clean. I mean, that that's his. You know, he hasn't he hasn't missed a day, and, and it's just it's just Terrence. I mean, he's in there at the same time every day, you know, doing the prehab. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's it's it really you know feels like he never left. Yeah. I, I think you told us maybe it was after his rookie year that you see him as a decade long player. How did, how can you make? What made you say that after his after his first year? Well, I, I you know I think you go back to any time you have a chance to work with with a young player. You know his first impression really sticks with me. I, I can remember watching him move uh, in the rookie orientation there. You know the, the pandemic year and um, just you know being being impressed with him. You know day one and you know he hadn't even put the pads on yet. So um, he just he just got in, you know his um, you know, work ethic and, and just the way he goes about it. I mean he's. He's always been no nonsense, um, extremely coachable, very bright, uh, and he's a glue guy. I mean, he's 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 really connected strongly, not only in the O line room but the locker room. So, you know, Terrence is a stud. This is Mike McCarthy speaking for his daily presser here with the Dallas Cowboys here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM, Floresville. An eight-year career with you was kind of in the cards at that point. Yeah, definitely. Hell, I would have gone longer with him. You know, I, I think John was, you know, that kind of player. You know, not just you know coming off of Terrence, his conversation. You know, John was, you know, very strong in the locker room too. You know, had veteran presence, um, was a key guy for the special teams, and you know, and that wasn't 
really the philosophy, you know, keeping veterans on special teams. Our, you know, the special teams are all were all your young players. Just philosophically, it was a different approach. Um, so that, that speaks to John's value. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, can wear a lot of hats. You know, when you can wear a lot of hats and and give you uh, position flexibility, you know, personnel utilization flexibility. You know, those are all things that 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 I you know. Hold hold high because you know it's all part of game plan, especially over a long the course of a long season. Nick, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. Has Noah Igbenogany arrived in the building yet? And if so, what yeah, do you like? Noah's here, um, and he's you know he was he, he was he, he was involved yesterday, so he just come right in, jumped in. So, okay. Mike, you were talking a little bit earlier about that offensive flexibility. When you look at the, the guys who are going to touch the ball for you, you have a couple of guys smaller stature than you normally see. Mm -hmm. All your tight ends, a little bit different skill sets. Is where does this rank as far as diversity of, of offensive talent that you've worked with? Or, or is this yeah. always kind of the template you you've always kind of wanted to have? I've I've always wanted personnel, you know, flexibility. Um, I think it's it's challenging for the defense. Um, I, th I think it's important for the makeup of your team. I think it's even more important. In, in this day and age, uh, because of the you know the length of the season, 17 games, you know, but there's also the case of you know being in one personnel and you know and, and being you know the old less volume, more creativity approach too. So uh, I think you have to have a balance of both. Is this one of the more diverse skill set groups? You've I don't like to do comparables, but it's a very diverse skill group. I'm excited to, excited to have these guys. Joseph White, Lone Star Live. Mike, you talked about first impressions. What was your first impression of Deuce Vaughn, and how has that developed? Yeah, I mean, really, Deuce, I mean, obviously, you know, Kansas State, extremely exciting player. Uh, you know, I think the first time you see him in line in a team drill, I mean, you, you could see it right away in the helmets, you know, his his unique skill set. But, you know, the thing that, that, that jumps out of me is, you know, his – his running style. I mean, I mean, it, it looks, you know, it looks like he's that, you know, that that far off the ground when he goes through the hole and they, they can't really find him. And he's got great vision and instincts, uh, really high in awareness. Um, and he's a playmaker, so uh, very bright. You know, he's picked it up extremely well. Yeah. So uh, obviously made a very strong first impression. That's head coach Mike McCarthy with the Dallas Cowboys Daily Press Conference coming to you from the San, from the Star here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What were the keys to make that transition successful? Well, confidence number one. You know, you just you know for the first component of it is the snapping. You know, you, you got it's a it's a fine motor skill. You know, fine motor skills. You need reps. You know, the ten thousand rep approach. You know, that, that kind of focus uh, is is what we're looking for because you know the the snap has to be you know part of your initial fundamentals and technique. So uh, the mental part of it, he'll continue to grow. The guards are trained like the center, so that, you know, I'm not really concerned about the, the mental part of it, but it's really the fine motor skill uh, of, of the cadence and, you know, managing the cadence and in the, in the, in the snapping. So getting that down. And with Calvin Joseph, his absence, obviously, he's a bit of a void in terms of special teams. What's the outlook as you kind of work through that? Like, uh, pretty comfortable with the options oh, yeah, ability yeah. yeah I, I think just like anything it's it's you know it's opportunity and you know and that, that that'll present itself you know in New York you know next Sunday night so yeah I'm I'm excited about it guys I, I think we're we're a little younger than we've been in special teams but um, you know John and I are used to that you know that's that's the world I you know I've, I've pretty much have been in since 06 
and uh, but we, we we really we really like the juice and energy of this group. Like three, three four days here with Trey Lance, what have been your first impressions of him? Uh, very hard working. Um, you know, he's you know we have a quarterback meeting room there. That he's you know, pretty much just kind of taking that over. You know, uh, the boards in there. The grease boards look like beautiful mind. I mean, so he's he's really he's dove dove into it, and um, so he's he's doing all the little things that you need to do. So, you know, the classroom part of his first impression has been excellent. Um, but you know, just it's just like anything. It's you know everybody does it a little differently uh, from the quarterback position, and that's that's no different for us. You know, compared to his past experience, and you know we'll just continue to work on on the, on the extra things, particularly in the area of footwork. That it. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That was head coach Mike McCarthy for his daily press conference, uh, doing it a little earlier than normal because they are going to hit the field and uh, practice earlier to get out of the heat, as we're expecting, upwards in the 110s or low uh, 109s up there in Dallas today as they prep. Lots were touched on from the coach. He he talked about his uh, new running back, Deuce Vaughn. He talked about... San Antonio's own Terrence Steele, and had he ever had a player a come, come back from what he had done? Uh, talked about his young quarterback, Trey Lance. We'll focus on all that he said in just a bit. Uh, we had Coach McCarthy sit up and tell us a little bit about his team prep. Uh, they're going to practice yeah. early. He also told us they haven't really gotten into the game week prep, but they're yeah, acting as if. About, yeah, he's talking about the conditioning. Like, it's about that time to get it ramped up to you, so you get that feel. I mean, they didn't play preseason. So, <laughs> so you got to do something. Got two new players in the building. The uh, f- uh, number one, uh, the uh, cornerback brought in, and I'm going to need some practice on last name. Um, but he is, uh, and the other in transit. We talked about Terrence oh, yeah. Steele. He, I, he, he said they, he's a stud. He said Terrence is a stud. The question was asked, have you ever seen a guy come back this quickly from an injury like he dealt with? And McCarthy said no. Prisoner, that's 30 years of football. Prisoner of the moment. Well, I mean, that's 30 years of football, and certainly uh, the technology and medicine has and improved. And is but, he back yet? You well, know what I mean? And like, Is he back yet when you're going up against Nick Bosa? Which, by the way, word has it he is expected to play week one. Pull okay. the ultimate vet move to get out of training camp. Um, he said something interesting about Terrence. that I. He said, you know, I see him every day in prehab. Prehab? What is prehab? Are you planning on getting hurt? Oh, okay. Are you are you prepping on getting hurt? But he says him he sees him every day in prehab, but he's never seen a guy get back to this position this quickly. And he said is the way he moved from the very first time he saw it. You keep saying and I'm agreeing with you. And you when you hear McCarthy talk about his offensive lineman in such glowing terms, money's coming. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He talked about his new quarterback, Trey Lance. Only one Trey Lance question. Uh, I think that was deliberate. And as oh, soon yeah. as one was asked, they said, it's over. We'll get one yeah. in. We're not going to let a follow-up on this. So once the Trey Lance question was asked, which you could tell, he, he's beat let's down put by this, let's hard put working. this to bed. Hard working. That's what he said, hard working. Uh, one of the things that he did make a point of saying was, you know, every quarterback does things differently. I walked into the room, and the grease board looked like a beautiful mind, which, you know, if you know what they're talking about, that's with the lines of string and right. all of the stuff. And then he said, we got to work on the fundamentals primarily footwork, which I think was a, a reflection on him telling us this guy is so raw that even after two years under the tutelage of Kyle Shanahan, he is still a work desperately in need of progress. So is his starter. Oh, no, no. but I thought it was a point that 
that they worked on that with Dak. This, this. Oh season. yeah. But for him to make sure he got that in on that one right, let question, let me let y'all know, let he, let ain't y'all know. he ain't ready. He right. ain't ready. That's he ain't ready. Exactly what that was. Thank you. I heard that the same way. I was like, okay, that was his nice way of telling us and not hurting Trey's feelings or Jerry's feelings. Well, not Jerry because Jerry said he wasn't going to play this year. Not hurting Trey's feelings, oh. but a, a nice way of saying he's not ready. And that's fine. This is your developmental quarterback that you should have drafted since 2020 when Jalen Hurts didn't fall to you. The He was asked, uh, Coach McCarthy was asked about this roster. He says he doesn't like comparables, but there's a couple things uh, that he does like, and the flexibility of his offense. That you know, that's one of the things he's been chasing since he got here. You're not going to compare to other teams when he was asked, "Is this the most flexible team you've ever had?" And he did say that he has got a team now that he can put guys in a lot of different situations and a lot of positions, and and Whoa. and. Oh, yeah, and go places that maybe he hadn't been able to do. And that's also reflected in a question that was asked early in the presser regarding his tight end, this Hunter Lepke guy that made the team out of Bo Diddley Tech or wherever he was. Uh, and he the, the comparison, for those who remember his days at Green Bay to John Kuhn, right. who was a jack-of-all-trades. There's been a guy like John Kuhn on a lot of good teams that a could bunch. play fullback, that could play kind of a small tight end, a chip back if the, if the edge needed some help. Oh, wide open on goal line pass plays. Yeah, that guy. I that know exactly guy. who you're talking about. And he also talked about his ability. Like, like, this is a five-year guy that you can use him on special teams. You can put him on the edge. And more importantly, he's really good in single-back offenses, that he's able to run the ball in those goal-line situations where you need that power back and can go get things done on his own. The reason that Kuhn made the team for the first, in the first part with Green Bay was that, and he brought that up about Lepke. So in hindsight, it should be no surprise that the guy made the team. I mean, made the 53 because he is, this guy is the modern jack-of-all-trades. You can play him in a lot of different ways, and he's a stud on special teams. I get the feeling of Dallas Mead, the, well, the, the daily Dallas media up there is not sold on this special team. A few different special team questions. And Mike did allude to the fact that, look, yes, my special teams unit is very young. So I I, I don't know what, because again, with the Dallas daily cover team up there, you they talk and they kind of compare notes and clearly offensive line depth and the mm-hmm. special teams unit and the linebacker depth are things that they're talking about because that's where most of the questions are coming from. So I'm going to keep my eye on this special teams unit. I trusted those. I trust the daily guys' eyes and see if that if that becomes an Achilles heel of this team because while special teams, for the most part, you kick it and you get off the field, if you lose in that side of the ball, you can lose You can lose a game on, on special teams or you can win one on special teams. So – Considering they that, that they got their eye on that, I'll, I'll keep a, a close eye on it as well. I think they have the potential to have a special teams as a weapon. Well, would 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 Terp or would Deuce? Yeah, I would. I, I would mean, agree it, with it that. I agree be. with that. I don't expect it, nor do I think that I mean, we need could, to. If you could get two, to chase it. You get two returns in a season. Oh then, yeah, take it. Just don't lose the game. That's all. I'm, the special teams normally from field goal kickers. Normally, you win the special teams battle, you win that game. Yeah. Normally. Normally. And great teams, that's how they get there. That's right. one of the things. I mean, I saw my Chicago Bears in the Devin Hester days win defense and special teams every day, every Sunday, and go to a Super Bowl. But that's rare. No, to it, have a weapon in the special teams is rare. Like, Yeah, especially like Devin, the best to ever do it. That's but, super rare. You see the potential with between Vaughn and Turpin, and hell, Turpin was all pro last year. 
I don't know how. I don't either, but he okay. But there, and he also spoke to Deuce Vaughn. We'll get, we'll break down what Coach McCarthy said in his press conference. We're also coming back looking in the college football world. Uh, Dana Holgerson is a barking chihuahua, and as UTSA heads east to take on Houston this week, why is Holgerson looking at A and M in Texas? You got your own problems to deal with, and if you're a general booty fan, you can buy his draws. Lots to talk about. <laughs> we'll be right back with it. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Rudy J and Rob. Welcome on to R&R. Busy morning. We got a lot to get into. We just, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Mike McCarthy was on for the last 30 minutes during his daily presser. He talked about Terrence Steele, his right tackle. He talked about his new third string quarterback. He talked flexibility on offense. He talked about Deuce Vaughn. Lots to get into. We'll cut it up. We'll have it for you in a sec. College football begins today for real as everybody playing this weekend Florida and uh, Utah leading the night, but lots of games to talk about this weekend as Dana Holgerson's Houston Cougars prepares to uh, get beaten by UTSA's Roadrunners there in Houston, but he's picking on UT and A&M. We're going to talk there. Somebody needs to put them in their place. Did you guys? uh, Yeah, it'll happen. Trust me. (laughs) I'm kidding. Holgerson got ran out of West Virginia. Uh, (laughs) That's a school that's holding on to or held on to desperately to Huggins. Yeah. Um, see the uh, University of Nebraska hosted a really volleyball cool game in their football stadium. Ninety two thousand, ninety two thousand in to watch that volleyball game, and what a cool environment it looked like. That now it was some sucky seats on a, on a court that small, but yeah, you got you got to. It was still an environment. It's more about the environment than the actual game. They're pretty. They're really good at volleyball. You ever been to the Final Four and bought a don't cheap even, ticket? Don't even get me started on Final Four games in football stadiums. I hate it, it's, but I love it because Alamo Dome gets it and it, it keeps us in rotation. But so I get it. But yeah, if you don't have a good seat, it's it's it, it's tough. And I've sat now the last one here. I went I'm not with sure. You. Remember our media seats? They we weren't were lo- that bad. Well, we were looking up. Were we looking up? Yeah. Well, it's at the yeah. Am I, do I have them confused? I think I got them confused. Well, one of them here, I was looking up. Yeah, see, we were supposed to be down there, but we didn't go. So, I get the, uh, you're going to get a bad seat, but it's about the environment. That, no, I was, I was pretty cool to all see. All I could see, think of was, why didn't we think of that? Who was I think we? every school needs to, Yeah, I think every school needs Even to do something Even if you're not like good? Because Nebraska well, is really good. No, no I like, think it's a culture thing. Yeah, it's a culture thing but, for sure. And I think every... Power five school. I know for a fact UT could pull it off. Oh. Their women's volleyball team is great. I thought that that was that that was worthy of a repeat. Good job, University of Nebraska. Now I know the Big Twelve is doing Rucker, doing a little Rucker. The bas- the men's basketball, they're doing like a Rucker tournament this year, aren't they? Brett Yormark. yeah, Big Twelve genius. So explain to me um, 
Dana Holgerson. I know that we've talked about, you know, successful schools own their city, own their region. And I know what Dana's trying to do because A&M and Texas loot Houston. Well, I mean, they go in, they do, they take everybody and the leftovers decide to stay home. That's, that's, that's real talk. That's not, I'm not making them not well, making fun. LSU loots them as well. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So everybody, everybody comes does. into Houston and everybody knows that. Like Guy Lewis knew years ago, if I can just recruit Houston in basketball, I will win a national championship. Fair. That's all he knew. And like Howard Schnellenberger knew, as the 30 for 30 will tell you, he knew we draw a line. We call this the state of Miami, and no one gets out. I understand what Holgerson's trying to do. And now he's got to have a platform to do it in the Big 12. At least he will have the, uh, the stage to perform on. Yeah, uh, quote, this is his, uh, I guess he does like he's going to do a weekly radio show up there in yeah. Houston. You can have that opinion about Texas and Texas A&M if you want to, but they are the reasons we weren't weren't in the Big 12. Those two schools are the specific reasons why we haven't been in the Big 12 the last 28 years. Screw them. They can go wherever they want. They don't want us. We don't want them. <laughs> So basically, so basically what Holgerson is saying, look, we wanted into the Big 12, but Texas and, and Texas A&M knew if we come into the Big 12, then that puts us on the same level as them, and then they can't come into Houston and purge us. Oh, that's, I, I get I, what you're doing. I, I, I get it. Rob, I think, I think, I think, I think he has a point. Some, I think I agree with the okay, Rob. Don't okay. let your Aggie hang on this. No, I no. think he has a great point. No, I see where he's and, going. And they had the power to keep Houston out. Because Houston should have always been in the Big 12. Uh, um, uh, what? What? No, what? I'm not fighting it. I'm okay. trying to say, given the situation that they found themselves, as the Southwest Conference was, they ended up being a lot like where the Pac-12 is. Where we were, we had to go wherever we could, and the the free schools that up there, the Big Eight back then, they were just bigger than Houston. They just fell out of. They were just right. bigger state schools than Houston was. And yeah, and they got lost in the shuffle. And I do, and I will agree with the premise that A and M and Texas should have fought harder for those that were than they did. But everybody hated everybody when we broke apart. Everybody yeah. was cheating. SMU had done this. We hated it. Was yeah, but they, it was so they were guts. in the Southwestern Conference. So and why they, didn't you bring us along? I will agree that Texas and A and M and they wanted those to purge Houston. Should, well, it wasn't just Houston. It was a we had nowhere else to go, and big state schools up there said, "Okay, but we get to do some things that there just wasn't enough room for Houston." So you're right. Uh, I get it. But here's the situation you find yourself now. That was 30 years ago, and th- it's gone. That, that boat is uh, sailed. You saying let it go, bro? Yeah, let well, it go. Well, see what happened was the fan was the fan. They let fans call. You know, sometimes they do these coaches shows. And they let fans call. The fan said, "Dude, I'm a Houston fan, but I'm disappointed that y'all are now joining the Big Twelve without Texas and Texas A&M." And Dana was like, "Look, we wanted to be here, and well, yeah, Texas wouldn't did. let us in, which is pretty rude. Well, it's pretty it's pretty shady." Pretty shady, man. Pretty shady, but I get it. It's big boy business. Look how long it took Houston basketball is just now back. <laughs> wow. You know, it, seriously. from Wow. It, it was. A, because it, the recruiting out of Houston is 
as good as any city in the, in the country. country. I mean, you, everybody says Miami, or you can talk about New Orleans, you can talk about Atlanta, you can talk about the big markets, Dallas, certainly. But Houston, you own Houston. But Houston has been divvied up as a pie. And I think the very first to realize how much was there after years of uh, separation was Jackie Sherrill at A&M. What do you mean? Jackie Sherrill, when, when oh, A&M he, got good, he realized there are two places in this state to recruit. I have to recruit South Dallas, Fair. and I got to recruit Southeast Houston down to Baytown. I or the base all the way down to Galveston. I got to recruit if I own those two areas, I'll start getting I can talent. Compete. And it happened fast. And since that time, everybody's been chasing. And no way in hell was Texas or A and M going to allow Houston to grow. No way. And that that'll continue to this day. But the sad part is, you know, Harvard used to be good at football too. No, <laughs> well, I remember that. I don't remember, no, don't but remember I remember Harvard. I'm no, just saying, I remember reading about Harvard having a good program. Change. You program, had a chance, right. and you you went a different direction. It, it's just never going to come back. So understand your place is where I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> with Holgerson. But it's been a lot of shots. Now, when you think about Holgerson, don't forget Rob. What was I was want to say last year when the uh, deputy commissioner Tim Weiser said, you know, Texas moving to the SEC is because they'd rather get beat by Bama than Kansas State. Harsh. Well, the, then Brett Yormark takes aim, and then now today or yesterday Holgerson. So it's like people are kicking Texas in well, the butt trying, on the way out. But this is what I equate this to. Remember Eddie Murphy? I believe it was Raw, yeah. and he talked about when Rocky came out, how everybody, every Italian man went and saw Rocky came walking out of Rocky and was like ready to fight. I think everybody that's been listening to Yormark over the last couple of weeks has come out of every discussion like Yormark's picking fights up in Lubbock. Attitude reflect leadership. And everybody walking out going, hey, F you, Texas. Yeah. Hey. I think they're all listening to your mark knowing, yeah, we're a little bit cockier than we should be. Because I think Texas, you're poking a bear that is about to wake up. I, I believe that, man. Uh, if it's a bear, it ain't a grizzly. It might. <laughs> it and don't, 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 now, don't get me wrong, Rob. A black bear can do you harm. So, but they're not. Texas is far from a grizzly bear. But the competition ain't what it's been there. TCU ain't what it was. Te- no, what? McGuire's got Texas uh, Tech on the come. I, I will agree right. that he's recruited well. But uh, OU is still not there. Baylor is back to where Baylor was before. I think that the competition is down, and Texas is waking up, and everybody's starting to pick a fight with a fight with a bear you don't want to pick on okay. because here's what's going to happen, and this is how it bleeds into my agginess: is Texas is going to be eight and zero, number two in the country. Oh no, they'll be seven and one. They're going to lose to Bama. They're going to maybe. Bama. They're going to lose to Bama, but it'll be it won't be an ugly loss. But they're going to lose to Bama, and they're going to be seven and one. They're going to be top five in the country. And Texas fan is going to be insufferable. So just, I'm just oh warning everybody, God. here it comes. And well, I blame then. a lot of this on the Holgersons and the Yormarks going, yeah, and kick your ass on the way out the door. Well, the, they play Houston like, on October 21st. It'll be their first matchup uh-huh. since, the, since 95. You're, 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 you're the barking bull little chihuahua. And used to, we would just kind of kick you oh, away. Oh, no, it was the 0-2 they won. Well, this is the thing, Rob. Houston's going to suffer, man. So what is... With all that said, you said Baylor's back down, TCU's back down. We don't even know what the hell Oklahoma is. Let's say they do win it. It's an accomplishment, but 
the the conference is terrible. So what does that matter? What does that even mean to me? Like it's like this year, considering where we are and considering what's on the horizon, it's no different in who wins the Pac-12. It's no different. But you're right. But let me tell you. It if doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's not an accomplishment to me. But they're getting that by this time, by the end of the season, with one loss. I'm listening. They're, they're going, a playoff team. Of course. And then once you get into the playoff teams, then you better, you better you're, show you, up. Well, you better show up. But Don't be I'm Notre gonna, Dame when I'm you gonna, get to the playoff. I, That's all I ask. Yeah. I'm going to go the other direction, though. I'm going to go. I'm one play away, two plays away from winning a national championship. And whether I fall ass backwards into it, skating into it, playing nobody for a year, no one will look back on it because. Did you see what happened to TCU against Georgia? Yes. Yes. I'm not saying it's imminent, but at least I'm on the dance floor and something could happen. And it's going to be starting next year. You think it's going to be monumental to get back to this level. This while we, you look at this year as kind of a, a purgatory as we wait for the next, this is Texas's last best opportunity for the next four years. Because starting next year, they got to get through Georgia, they got to get through Bama, they got to get through LSU, and I haven't even brought up A&M. Yeah. So this year, they got to get through Kansas State. Just to get to the playoff. And you never know. You never know what happens by that time. Because there's enough talent on this Texas team that if they get better the way we think they could, right. They could be in a situation to be fast enough to keep up with a Georgia, to be big enough to go face-to-face with a Michigan, to do the things that everybody thought they were going to be. Now they might actually have the cats to do it, and they could fall ass backwards into it because this conference is in such flux. Well, I don't believe in so them. Dana, I, don't, I don't believe in what's them. What's that Houston game date? October 21st. Prepare for a 60-point beating. They ain't beating oh, they, they ain't beating ain't beating anybody by sixty. I'm playing I'm aiming for it and I ain't taking my foot off the gas. Goodbye and good riddance. You don't want to play me? I'm gonna tell you what. I mean, I I I mean it's easy to throw rocks at the quote unquote throne. Heavy as the head. Even though they haven't done anything since oh nine, they're still the big dogs in the Big Twelve because they make two hundred million dollars a year, and they're they're University of Texas. But and Texas fans gonna be every, in Houston. You're outnumbered three to one, dude. Oh yeah, easy. Let me see Longhorns, Rice, Bama, Wyoming, Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, then Houston. What a schedule! What a schedule! See what I'm saying? So you while you're see, like, wait till next saying, year, if they do this right. No, what I'm saying is like. Next year, that looks a lot different. Oh, you, you see, that looks a lot different next year. Like, if you want to impress me, do it in 2024. I'm not, I'm not going to be in the streets so, celebrating. I'm not driving down commerce and honking with the Longhorns for winning this Big 12 after being down since 2009. I will not. And now, if y'all want to celebrate, hey, go, go have at it. You guys, I'll see you in the morning. I'll, I'll even bring you some hangover man. stuff. I'm not celebrating. Baylor, Kansas, OU, BYU, Kansas State, number 17, TCU. I'm not celebrating that. You suppose, like, Phil, Phil Jackson, you know Phil? what I mean? Like, you're supposed to? You want to celebrate a supposed to, a supposed to year? Have at it. I'm just not going to play. I'm just not going to party with y'all. But hey, good for you. It's been since 2009. It is an accomplishment, I guess. They are being poked in the eye, man.
A lot of people kept coming for him. I, again, mm-hmm. you know, Holgerson and your mark. I know um, Mullet took his shots at OU. Like, hey, they they decided to leave. It's personal. Now, the one caveat, Rob, the CFP has come out and said, until y'all finished up this realignment crap, we ain't doing no expansion. So y'all need to hurry up and get settled. Find your apartments or find your homes. Put the furniture in there. Make some roots. And we can get to this expansion. But until then, we're not going to do no expanding. Y'all are running all over the damn place. Now, what have we got? Two years? Well, a year. Yeah, they yeah. got a year. And really, the last of the CFP shifts. is full of crap. They're going oh, yeah. to be. They well, got TV deals. What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you? T- I hear you. I hear you little yeah. 13 people. Yeah. But y'all ain't worth 13 billion. <laughs> Just you, you go ahead and schedule those bowl games. You go ahead and take care of business. Don't worry about us. Well, I'm a betting man, Rob. And I bet we're going to have our expansion. Do, do you? No, we, oh, that, don't worry about that. How do you think Houston does against Texas? Legitimately. This year? Do, do you think Texas rolls in? I think. Do I think Texas wins the game in Houston? Yes, I think Texas beats Houston. I'm not going to disrespect them that bad, but I'm, I don't see Tech. I mean, yeah, there's you got a couple games on this schedule that teams are going to roll because they're just not good. They're not rolling Houston. Houston got some athletes on that team. Okay, They're not rolling them. What's the what's the spread for that game? I can't I, see. It. They, oh, I don't see it. it. I, they it have it out yet. already. It ain't out yet. Where Bet is the it? Over. I don't see it. Bet you. That's UTSA. I'm talking about UT. We're talking about UT. I know UT's favored actually. Oh, UTSA's favored over Houston. Yes. So that does say a lot. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Texas is gonna hang sixty on them. You think you're mad at me now? Wait till I don't even look. Wait till, till I don't, wait till I don't call off the dogs. Till I am literally going into the guy that lives right across the street from the campus and showing highlights of this game. Because that's what I'm going to do. And I think considering, you know, these guys getting paid now, I shouldn't have to do mercy rule anymore. No! If not I don't want to put, I know, I never believed in the mercy rule anyway. But definitely not now. We're, we're, go, we're grown men getting paid. Uh, let's see. Are you a Luke Combs fan? Wow. If you are. Listen to this. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. Luke Combs coming. We got the tickets. This is our final Hot Ticket Thursday. And I've got another set of tickets to give away in one hour. And while you might be a Nickelback fan, I... No, you love their songs. You might not admit no. it openly. You might have to put on a, a costume. I don't think anybody loves them. Well, they're coming to the Moody Center, and the tickets are hard to come by. Somebody likes them, and you can go for free. That'll be in one hour. Make sure you're paying attention to Hot Ticket Thursday as we wave goodbye and put football front and center. It's going to be a full weekend. Uh, we just had Mike McCarthy join us. Well, join us. Have his presser. We carried it live. Lots to undress there. We also have... Uh, more on uh, Terrence Steele, San Antonio's own, as he's working himself back into the lineup and is due a big check. We're going to hear from him. Uh, we're going to hear from J. Ron Curse. And Mike McCarthy, maybe. And Mike McCarthy. All that is just around the bend. So you want to hang on tight. we got a lot to talk about. But first, do you see the uh, Hard Knocks? Anybody watch the Hard Knocks yet? I got a chance to watch it. I just watched through. the Instagram clips. <laughs> now, now, I want to talk about the one, the the famous, the one that's most famous. He and going against the uh, the New York Giant rookie or whatever it was. Yeah, where well, he ain't no rookie. That's why I was. That's why I was disrespectful. Who was? Who was the? He was a vet. He's like an eight year vet. Well, there was a back and there was a back and forth. Right. Well, do we have the sound? 
uh, if we have it. Um, you got to listen to this. And I, it, what it did is it kind of opened the door to something that we don't really talk about that we don't even really know about. And that's the hierarchy, what goes on inside of a locker room, like the vets and younger vets and what is respect. Jihad war. How Jihad you, war. Yeah, yeah, that is an eight-year vet. Well, respect is earned and not given. This is Aaron. We're going to just bootleg out to the left, flipping it left. McCall Hardman. Bro, that's that. Goes with respect, bro. Come on, what the f is that? Five damn sets? I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who the f you are. You don't? I've never heard of you. And the officials have to separate Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Drops back, lobs one, front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson. That's a jet cut there. Post the barrel. I'm not hurting you, bro. I'm not hurting you. Then I gave him a line that's uncome back with a bowl. I said, I don't even know who you are. But he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, bull. Aaron Rodgers, that was all from the hard See, So now production. remember, that may help me remember why I don't like him. Poke the bear. He did. And he <laughs> dropped the dime. Aaron, uh, you have a Super Bowl, but he walks around like he has four. Yeah. It's disrespectful. I don't know who you are, bro. Like, um, I'm not saying you need to let's say you gotta treat him like he's Michael Parsons, but good lord. It's hard not to believe you're great when everybody's telling you how great you are. Right. And now see, Ward's side of the story is he went in more depth and Ward was like, Look, I did that on purpose because of that BS blindside block by Randall Cobb that I considering it was preseason. It was Bush League, so I had my guys back. My guy's in concussion protocol because Randall Cobb, who Aaron Rodgers did touch up with Cobb for doing that. He was like, dude, you got a baby on the way. He was like, your wife's going to be pissed at you. What the hell are you thinking? It's not 2014. That that line right there. It's not 2014 anymore. You can't do that. (laughs) Right. I love that conversation. But apart from that, the the comeback, you, you don't really realize until you're really close to it the hierarchy, what goes on on the field, and what is allowable between players and what isn't. And that really what he did, what John did, wasn't all that bad. It, it was wasn't. Just but kind Aaron of a didn't want you to touch him at all. To the chest after a lob pass where he was just kind of dropping back. And Aaron was going to have none of it. And that's part, that's, of being, respect, bro. that's part of being the king out there on the football field. But he broed him. Have some respect, bro. I don't even know who you are, bro. Like, you're broing people? Anyway, we keep saying that you can, with a video, you can create your own narrative. If you pull the right sound That's at the right what Ward time. Said. Ward was upset because he's like, dude, they're, they're editing it to make him look good and make me look bad. And even and at, it worked. It worked again. My wife said yesterday, I can't believe it. I think I like this guy. And I was like, don't. What? Don't. We have enough history. We got receipts. Nah, nobody likes Aaron Rodgers. Not real, Not for real in real life, unless you're a receiver. On his team. Yeah. And I think that if once you played with him, he has made a lot of people a lot of money. But Aaron is smart and Randall's smart. Aaron cursed out Randall Cobb in the in the huddle. It's the old Greg Popovich trick. He's letting Garrett Wilson and those other guys know, me and Randall Cobb are like best friends. Mm-hmm. And if I cuss him out, Garrett, you screw up. I'm cussing you out, too. It's an old pop trick. Hey, Tim. I'm going to curse you out right now so that everybody else knows that I'm, I can cuss them out, too. Now, I managed, great trick. I like it. I managed to make it through one fantasy draft. Oh, gosh. I without one. without um, drafting. In Ooh. fact, my, that league that I'm in. Uh, and, guys, this is all people who do know fantasy football. Right. Aaron Rodgers wasn't even drafted. 
I, I don't, which was kind of crazy. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't know if you guys know what y'all are doing. Well, I mean, there was other other reasons, but he wasn't even drafted. Um, is it a bad quarterback league like the one Minix no, plays in? No, <laughs> no, we score in a way. It, it, it's I don't know. It's, it's, man, that's another story. But I remember um, that damn league last year. Minix kept coming in here saying, "Hey, man, J- uh, Justin Fields doing great for me, Rudy. Appreciate you." It, it was a bad quarterback <laughs> league. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to know this. <laughs> Bring it back, Screw man. Screw you. Just roll it back. Yeah. The I don't even know who you are, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Minix next time he talks crap to me. I don't even know who you are, bro. <laughs> Show some respect. But my draft happened before the most recent hard knocks. If it had happened after, you would have picked some. Garrett Wilson pick Garrett? would be a mambo king. I haven't got him yet. You've been talking about him oh for three my weeks God, because I fought everything I had in me not to go okay. with my hard knocks love affair, and I have one every year. Okay. Every year, I end up with one of the guys highlighted, and Garrett Wilson looks and feels to me like he's going to have a remarkable year, and oh, yeah. he's a route running some gun. And again. You can edit any plot line you want, but this one I'm I think is real. Yeah. Not we'll that see. I'm tipping my hand to the next leagues that I'm in. None of none of the guys I'm playing or will be in my league are listening right now, so they don't know. Well, you can't that, edit you can't edit Josh Allen twice and Tua Tungabailoa twice. You can't edit that. You can't edit. You got to come to Jerry World. You can't edit that. You got to go win games. They blew up their whole situation for Aaron. Is AFC championship or bust? I'm, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm kind of like, I think they can. I, feel I almost they said should. it right there. I, I, if I, the defense does what they did last year and, you know, you got Cook now, you got Brees Hall still, yeah, they can – they can make some noise. You can't edit that. What we have edited is a uh, press conference from Mike McCarthy. We're going to hear from him, look back on yesterday's practice, hear from players about other players. Terrence Steele, Jaron Curse, Micah Parsons, and Mike McCarthy, all next. You might as well stay where you is. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Guys, did you know your testosterone level impacts your energy, libido, sleep, weight, hair loss, mood, and even ED? And right now, Revive Men's Health San Antonio will check your testosterone for free. They've helped thousands of men since 2011 feel and perform better. They're so confident they can help you, they even guarantee it. Schedule your free testosterone test, exam, and consultation today. Call 210-615-7777. That's 210 210- 615-7777 or visit revivemenshealth.com It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Hey, good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock. Today we're live out at the roof of 281 and Redland Road. Of course, we'll have the latest NFL news and Dallas Cowboys news and get you ready for a good college football game that you should come watch with us out at the Rue. Hey, Rob Rudy. We got some gifts yesterday out at Texas Cheer Liquor number 3. Just want to make sure Greg Shelton left them in the studio as promised. Oh, yes, we did get the gifts from our good friend out at Guantanamo Bay to spend some, get Mo spend some time out there. He told, like, 
a lot of times people will be like, hey, man, you know, let me know this or that, and I'm going to get it for you. Well, he hit us up on YouTube and was like, tell me y'all shirt sizes, and I'll bring y'all something back from Guantanamo Bay. And we were like, I, I just said, okay, hey, my size is this, Rob's size is that, and we didn't think anything of it. Well, here we are today, and our good friend from Guantanamo Bay brought us a couple this is shirts awesome. that you're supposed oh, to wear. Thank you so much. Keep, you know, this way you don't get too much uh, too much sun. Just to show up. That's show what off Rudy's That's a guns. poor day shirt. That's oh, a man. Shirt. I'm telling you, it's a beach shirt. Uh, it's a beach shirt. Because uh, I, so I do wear a shirt at the beach. I'm that guy. And I'm going to be that oh, guy this for a was while. A, a wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you, whoever uh, brought these. Uh, for bringing these to us. We, I know we who it was. appreciate it. Look at that. If you're on YouTube. Yeah, man. That's sexy. Looking good by the. It's gonna, well, it's, my water. man boobs are going to stick out a little bit, but hey, that's you okay. Know, we've re- what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, thank you. Seriously, yeah. uh, we've got some sound from Mike McCarthy. I, I want to highlight our San Antonio zone. Who's because uh, why, is, is Cibolo or is it San Antonio? We've drafted we took, Rudy. We've yeah. had this conversation. <laughs> Sorry, Cibolo. sorry, Cibolo. Cibolo. Terrence Steele is ours, and uh, Nike. I mean, Converse. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you, you just uh, your subdivisions to us. You yeah. are San Antonio. Oh, and Converse. Yeah, yeah. I said Nike. I'm no. Converse. Was, uh, uh, real quick, Converse. You stole Johnson's coach, and they stole your hearts. Johnson <laughs> beat Judson because you know Soto. Yeah. Coach Soto. Now it's just Judson was his dream job. He played at Judson. You know what I mean? So when he came, when Judson came calling, he left Johnson in the middle of the night. And guess what? Can, Johnson put it on him this past Friday. Can we just. Sorry, John. Sorry, Judson. Uh, you know, okay. I didn't want to go here. I didn't want to go here. But I, I don't like kicking when teams are down. I but, do. But Judson here we is, sit. Here, here we sit. And I'm. Lo- I, 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 for those of you who don't know, I'm San Antonio through and through. Rudy is San Antonio through and through. Yes. I mean, I'm Southside West Campus. I've I've been dealing Judson, welcome to karma. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to karma. All those jobs y'all gave away to get kids to transfer over there. Just welcome <laughs> to it, revel in it, roll in it. You earned it. Welcome to karma. There everybody in San Antonio is laughing at you. <laughs> and it's behind us. we we know you're you're the bear. I love it. It ain't going to be forever. Now this is coming but, from a Roosevelt Rough Rider, and who, you got even who, deeper. Well, see, the than thing me. is, this is the thing, Rob. We always thought we were Judson's rival, but we weren't. No, you weren't. We'd be like in twenty, oh, excuse me, ninety five, ninety six, when both Judson and Roosevelt won state. That was probably the only year. You know what I mean? Other than that, Judson always kicked our asses. Well, they so kicked I'm, everybody's got, ass for so long. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm just a bitter Roosevelt fan. We I, all are. I, I love Judson because again, if Judson doesn't yes. get split up between, uh, we know, we know. Yeah, See, we don't have to be go great. down that road. Okay, I'm just kidding. That's them why their... all of us in San Antonio are going. <laughs> I'm just, I just like you know, I still got to do a couple Judson games, so I'm covering my ass. <laughs> no, we love, we know, we know. But anybody who didn't go there, you guys got the right to say haters gonna hate. We earn the hate. You well, should. You, but you know who talked the most crap, though? The people that didn't even play on the team. Oh, well, yeah, that's the like, Y'all didn't even play. It's, it's the t-shirt fan. Yeah, like, y'all didn't even play. You didn't even, you couldn't even make the the tennis team, let alone the football team. See, I feel like right now, Rudy, there's so many new San Antonians out there. We're kind of talking, we're airing some old family laundry. Look, and here they, they're already in my text message. See, I got, we're I got a, some laundry. I got a I text did, right I now. I didn't want to go rings. there. See, here Look. we come. 
<laughs> I didn't want to go there because we're opening the door up to some ugly stuff that none of us really wants hey, it's to get over. into. What it's over. What is over, Judson? This needs to go to bed. But welcome to the karma, Judson. I hope you love it. Suck on it. You've been stealing guys and coaches and players for years. Giving away jobs. I'm, Here it yeah, is. Look, I'm getting qu- – Here I'm, it is. Look, I'm already getting text messages. Here it we is. got five rings. See? Yeah, yeah come. Suck on that all week. Suck on that all week. Sorry, that Justin. light blue taste. They, you know what they'll tell you. Well, they split us up to yeah. Wagner. <laughs> when they split us up to Wagner, they ruined us. What high school did you go to, Edwin? Johnson. No! Oh, oh. See, dude, you should be you talking rich? right now. Are you now. rich? No. See, that's the other thing. See, rich. See, that's what happens when we start talking <laughs> high schools. See, we start going, now we want to know where you went so we can judge you. Yeah, I'm judging you. You went to Johnson. You're, yeah, you're, well, you you're see, privileged. As soon as you hear Judson's You don't stuff, know nothing about oh, Camelot so Apartments. So you grew up in the ghettos of Stone Oak? <laughs> yeah. You don't know nothing about Camelot 2 or the Glen? That rough area down by the third <laughs> hole? Is that where you grew up? Yeah, what, you grew up right off of Sonterra, Sonterra Boulevard, Edwin? The rough streets. Encino Park. Of Encino oh, Park. Yeah. See? You know what, Edwin? I had no idea. It, he only, your, your he pops, only had one Your pops horse. has done well for himself. Shout out to Mr. Hefner. See, Hefner. That, when we start talking high schools, then the ugliness gets out. We start judging you. And we, we do. My bad. I've screwed up our tees. Let's get back to McCarthy. My bad. New that's San my Antonians, fault. we'd like to apologize for that. Yeah, we had fault. a little Thanksgiving outburst. You were the date to a... a a, a family get-together that could have gotten out of hand. Yeah. But Judson suck on it for a little while. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's because they were so good. When you're that good for that long, and then, oh, one of those chips, speaking of Mr. Five Chips, I ain't going to call you out, but we're going to move on. <laughs> Dallas <laughs> Carter Dallas Carter curb stomped you. Yes, he did. Curb stomped you, but they had a couple of legal players, so they gave y'all the 88 ring. They gave y'all a ring. Y'all know Dallas Carter kicked your teeth into the back of your throat. See, Rudy, I, I can't go there because I've ridden on that Judson for this for so long. I've taken you know, I'm from around here. When they when the movie came out, I was like, you know, that's from my hometown. Oh, well when Friday Night Lights lied. Yeah. But and, I took, and that made it seem like per, Permian lost in the semis yes. to Carter. They didn't even get they to the. They didn't even the get to the state finals. Where, Screw you, Permian. And I always bring up, you know, Justin won the year. That year. <laughs> so I, I've claimed him. I don't count that. I won't hold that. I'm not going there. We're not going that deep because I rode that bandwagon too. But right now, for a brief shining moment, while you're down, <laughs> allow me to kick you one last time. Suck on that, Judson. <laughs> yeah, man, take that. Y'all just got to take these lumps today. Sorry, Judson. And y'all stole someone's coach, and Johnson kicked. Did you know that Johnson won that game? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is low-key chill. You know, the more we have him around, uh, the love ice it. man. Love it, man. Oh, yeah, I This knew. is years of getting this – is, this is years of being brutalized by yes. Coach Wacker it's and awesome. Coach Rutledge. The legends. Shout out to Wacker and Rutledge. forever yeah. at Judson. Yeah. They had all the players. They had all the coaches. Sorry, Coach Soto. That stadium was rocking. It's your dream job. I, I, I get it. Yeah. What did McCarthy say? See, if it, Terrence that, Nothing Steele, McCarthy said is better than this conversation. Where did Terrence Steele go to high school? Uh, San Antonio Steele. Oh, that's right. It wasn't Judson. 
It's San Antonio. What is this? Not Cibolo. It's San Antonio Steel. That's right. San Antonio Steel. Nobody says when they're in Wisconsin, hey, let's go down to Cibolo, Texas Mm -mm. and go to SeaWorld. No, you come to San Antonio. Nobody visits Cibolo. That's why we drafted them. Yeah. And no one has to try to figure out where the hell Converse is. That was the other thing that annoyed San Antonians, by the way. It, oh, it did. It big I mean, that's because, the other thing. You because Judson was adamant about yeah, it. We're, we're Converse. What, uh, you ain't no damn Converse. You're FM 78. I'm Leon Valley. Right. Terrence Steele's from uh, San Antonio. Yes, he is. Um, it, very rarely do right tackles get the kind of uh, love affair. Right tackle seems to be kind of a transient. But unless, of course, you got a left-handed quarterback. But, you know, right tackle is an afterthought. Mm-hmm. You chase the right tackle, you chase the center, or you chase the left tackle, you chase the center, you chase the left guard, that's your pulling guard. Yeah. And then you get to the right tackle, and that's the guy who couldn't play left tackle. You know, the guy that was just good enough to make the line, and that's where you got left off. But when you get a good one, when you get one that uh, really falls into your lap, it's the kind of kind of find that turns your good team into a great one and a great one into a Super Bowl champion. Amen. And I think everybody that's been around Terrence Steele realizes where he's coming. And listen to this about the, where his limits truly are. Well, I, I, you know, I think you go back to any time you have a chance to work with, with a young player. You know, his first impression really sticks with me. I, I can remember watching him move uh, in the rookie orientation there, you know, the, the pandemic year. And mm. um, just, you know, being, being impressed with him, you know, day one. And, you know, he hadn't even put the pads on yet. So... Um, he just he just got and, you know his um, you know, work ethic and, and just the way he goes about it. I mean he's he's always been no nonsense, um, extremely coachable, very bright, uh, and he's a glue guy. I mean he's 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 really connected strongly not only in the O line room but the locker room. So you know Terrence is a stud. That's Mike McCarthy hey, speaking. Can you to his just right grab tackle. that piece? Terrence is a stud and have it on the hotkey, please. <laughs> It is. Uh, I like it. I like the way he said it. He kind of dropped his voice in octave. Let me let me tell you, you don't hear that, dude. And again, I can't stress enough because again, when he first gets his shot, I mean, it's not often you someone from San Antonio is like a legit starter for the Dallas Cowboys. Like we're all excited, and it went awfully. It went awful. <laughs> you know, it went so bad. Like he got his butt handed to him, and he comes back the next year, goes and puts in the work. And now he's about to be a multi multi pay the man. Yeah, it's crazy. I think you were the first to jump on the pay the the Terrence Steele wagon. You think so? You because in my mind, I'm being legit. Right tackle is one breath away from swing tackle. I mean, literally, yeah. you're one breath away from just standing on the sidelines waiting for somebody to get hurt. That's what the right tackle has always been to me. I agree with that. And what it showed is. In a line that had a lot of trouble over the last couple of years, Just the right tackle yeah. suddenly was a place of safety. Whether it was him or they even they it's put, something you didn't have to worry about right. anymore, which is key. Like when we don't have to talk about it. The only time we talk about offensive line is if you're giving up a bunch of sacks. So if you're not talking about them, they're doing a hell of a job. We heard from the defensive heart and soul leader slash yeah. he's unk. You know, you know, you know. Every time you, you can call the guy Unk, that's when you know you get old. Like, hey, Unk, I can see J. Ron Curse being Unk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, let's hit. Yeah. Let's hit the bet. You know, All right. Quick.
J. Ron Curse is, in fact, the unk. Unk. He really is. And <laughs> no, is that LVE? LVE could be unk too. Well, you know, J. Ron is a DQ guy, and DQ for those of you not in the inner circle like we are. That's Dan Quinn. Right. Um, uh, he is a DQ guy, brought in specifically because he knew the system. But more importantly, when you get to be around him, he, the glue guy thing is really the key here. Right. He, uh, and it was pointed out by a YouTube uh, listener watcher um, earlier in the show. He's a green dot guy. So he, he gets to talk to DQ he's or getting, DQ can hear him. Yeah, he's getting the info to help with the team. Micah's the best player on the team, probably the best defensive player in the league. So it's not a matter Fair. of better. It's a matter of leadership. And when you have the leader of your team who is in sync and fully understands the value of the best player on the team, that's the situation you're, you're, you're searching for. And Curse talked about Micah's mentality to be what that is. Uh, just his mentality, just his mentality and how he's attacking things and how he's approaching things this year. It's much different than I've seen uh, in his previous years. Uh, he comes in and is, you know, I'm, I'm, that, I'm the lion. And uh, he, no. he, he, lives, he lives like that uh, throughout the day, throughout the week, uh, just like I'm the, bad, I'm the baddest guy. I'm the baddest guy out here. And, you know, he, he, he's shown that. So that's the, that's the biggest difference I've seen from him, and he's shown it. Uh, are we going to go there? Can I go there? Yes, I My, think you should. We're getting Mike, there. Micah mentality? Micah mentality? Like, we're going to Feels like a shirt. Is it a little Micah mentality? It don't have the same ring as Mamba. No, and it feels like it, but it would it would certainly follow. And I don't think uh, Mr. Mentality you know, would be upset it, with the comparison. And y'all are going to call me crazy for this, but I, the, I truly believe this. Micah, because of how great he is, and because of the team he plays for, gets to move in circles that a lot of NFL players don't get to move in. And when I and they're not even football players. He's moving in billionaire circles. Remember, he's hanging out with Michael Rubin. He's hanging out with Jay-Z. He's hanging out with people that are highly, highly successful that no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's football, tech, finance, real estate, you're around people that have a mentality to attack every day Seize the moment and be the best at it at whatever it is that you do. It matters, and Micah's moving in those circles during the off season. I'm, I know it may sound crazy, like, well, what the hell can Micah learn from Michael Rubin? A lot about mentality, about getting up early, getting your work done, not worried about what the next man is doing, taking care of your business. I'm gonna, be, I'm, I got a goal. What did Kobe say? I signed a contract with myself. And I'm not negotiating. He signed a contract with himself at the beginning of the offseason to, to learn to dominate and learn to have impact and not be so much about sex and not be so much about himself. And it's starting to rub off. It's starting to rub off on the entire team and especially on the defense. I know that may sound crazy, but that's just my thoughts. Legendary. That's what we're being told. And to be legendary, Mike is going to have to be legendary. It has to be him. And but I, it looks. I mean, that's that's curse. You know what I mean? That's unk. Well, he's you can't be unk at twenty nine. Got to be over thirty to be unk. So curse ain't unk. Do you think it? Well, there's other parts of being unk. You think he can grill? You got to be able. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely unk. Well, I'm just saying, probably got to have air dads. You got to have a pair of air dads. You got to have an apron. You got oh <laughs> apron. Yes, got to have an apron. And uh, apron. and you got to fall asleep anywhere you sit down. With a beer in your hand. Right. 
And if you if you've achieved that, and I'm not sure J. Ron's quite there. No, nah, maybe not. But with years of practice, we can all attain greatness, right? Absolutely. We heard Mike McCarthy talk about ten thousand hours. If you missed that, when that was part of his press conference, we're going to look at what he had to say regarding his brand new third string quarterback, his uh, offense prepar- offensive preparation with a team that he views as as flexible as he's ever had, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll speak to a couple of individual players who just arrived on campus. Lots of Dallas Cowboy talk coming, so don't go nowhere where the 9 o'clock hour is always our favorite hour. And we got some more tickets to give away, all you uh, Nickelback yeah, fan. Nickelback. We'll be right back. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, hence the double R's. Welcome to R&R in the morning here on San Antonio's Sports Star. Yeah, there. He, uh, Edwin Hefner on the other side of the double-pane glass. Um, Johnson graduate. <laughs> I had no idea Edwin had a silver spoon. I'll tell you. I had no idea. No. And a good football team to back. Sorry, Judson. Um, it's uh, 9.06 in the Blessed AM, and um, we've got in our studio, uh, we have a TV. We're, we're fancy that way. Kind of. And you know, speaking of, if you're watching our YouTube feed, you're watching it however you might be watching it, Rudy and, R and, and I are, in fact, in the same room. I know. It doesn't look It like looks it. like we could be, we're looking at each other, but it, it, the view is very interesting. And right now, we're uh, setting up, a. there's a camera Let me move up on. Which I I can't imagine. Yeah, I just I just what, get what's the about feeling, to happen with this. I get the feeling this thing is on because you got to remember Tim Spence is going to be gone for a week, right? <laughs> so Tim is watching. He kind of disguised. He it. wants to hear what we're saying about him and his sweaty sweaty palms while he's gone for the week. Dude, all I can say is you might need to start wearing a hat. Yeah, because he can catch my ball spot. Uh, that's that's like right over you talk about so nsfw this is, this is the thing though you better if be it, careful where if, you're going if it can catch my ball spot oh jason jason jason's it's gonna look like a searchlight yeah jason's sunroof is just like slowly opening just, like a bentley <laughs> can we uh cut that and save it yeah he looks good bald though but we are about to go I guess full on Big Brother on this thing. Is that Dude, what I, I don't know, but if I see that red light, because I seen this thing called Thirteen Cameras, and this my worst nightmare is about a a weirdo that has cameras in an Airbnb, and I, I it, <laughs> it, it, it ruined me. Like now, I walk the Airbnbs looking. I look in. The D- just nip that in the bud. <laughs> if it's no, see, no, I don't, I don't even want to go down this road because I've had this argument at home, and the more you what talk you about. For those of you new to my, oh, uh, I remember one this. of my favorite things in life is known as a road win. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and the very idea of that has ruined 
more than one road win possibility. Well, there was like Do warm. That. Wasn't there like warm milk? Oh, on there the was counter? one we went to that was like, I, yeah, I get it. But now the paranoia is such that getting a road win is next to impossible. Let's not reinforce the fact that that's even a thing. That's unfortunate. Um, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Let me tell you. But, you know, back to the cameras for legitimate use. Yeah. I, I got into this business because I, I don't want to be a look, you know, on camera. That's part of like, I'm, I'm yeah, not. You get in radio to some stay of away us, from a camera. There's some of us that got into the business that were good looking and they probably shouldn't have been behind a camera anyway. Peter Burns comes to mind. Shout out to PB. Uh, right now. Uh, well, he was. He was. Get up has gone off. Sitting on the desk at the seaport. In New York, which is, and guys in our business, that's the throne, baby. That's a big that, deal. That's it. You have ascended to the very top, the upper echelon. Our own, San Antonio's own, Peter Burns, was up there today. I saw where he'd signed a new gig, uh, staying with the like SEC Network yeah, and ongoing uh, golf coverage. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, and we're proud. To, to Shout out to PB. Give some love to Peter. Because anybody who knows Peter Burns knows his story. Right. And knows that... Uh, uh, he came up here in San Antonio in Sports Talk Radio across the street, but we're all family. Uh, went through one of the most devastating things I have ever seen any man go through. Just no one was rocked, had their life completely knocked off kilter more than my my friend Peter Burns. And I was a, a an eyewitness from beginning to end. And watching this man rebuild himself and turn himself into what who is now one of the preeminent sports journalists in the United States. You, you can't dispute the fact by what he's doing and how he rebuilt himself. To everybody out there that's suffering, there's a way out and a way up. Yeah. Agreed. Watch well Peter. said. But, yeah, proud of the guy. And, damn it, he's so good looking. It's not even fair. Yeah. He was on with Jason. That first year I got here, Jason would have him weekly. We, yeah, you know, we would have him on for uh, SEC talk. SEC I mean, talk, you know, yeah. His LSU, you're talking about LSU hanging around in the wind. But enough about him. <laughs> if you're watching, if that's one of the oh, benefits yeah, of just... watching the YouTube feed, because if you're not watching, see, I get to sit with the comfort of having a full wall. Rudy, on the other hand, is in a fishbowl. Uh, yeah, he has a glass window behind him. Everybody trying to, you know, wants me to dance. So they get to come they, by. They come and, up tapping on the glass. And and act like uh, you're on the other side of a fishbowl. Right. It's all good. The uh, Mike McCarthy had a very early press conference this morning. They're adjusting to the heat. This was kind of an uncommon thing. And if you're joining us late, it That's can all point. be found in a variety of ways. I recommend going to sasportstar.com and going to our audio vault. And you'll hear the press conference in its entirety as we carried it live. And one of the things that was brought up, and it was the very last question asked of the press conference, and this was by design, trust me. They, they finally brought up a question about his third-string quarterback. And I don't like the fact that you're calling him that. Can we just That's call all him I'm going to call him Can until. Call him no, he is the third string quarterback, and he deserves nothing more. And he deserves nothing more than that. And to foster the environment that he has a name, anything so more than a number, is being disrespectful to the QB. I think he has been uh, coddled to. No, I'm. I'm I know I'm, you're kidding, but you're serious. He's the third string quarterback and should be referred to as such. And if McCarthy would do that, this thing would go to bed fast. This is McCarthy talking about his uh, brand new quarterback. Uh, very hard working. Um, you know, he's you know we have a quarterback meeting room there. That he's you know, pretty much just kind of taking that over. You know, uh, the board's in there. 
The Reese boards look like beautiful mind. I mean, so he's he's really he's dove dove into it, and um, so he's he's doing all the little things that you need to do. So, you know, the classroom part of his first impression has been excellent. Um, but you know, just it's just like anything. It's you know, everybody does it a little differently uh, from the quarterback position, and that's that's no different for us. You know, compared to his past experience, and you know, we'll just continue to work on on the, on the extra things, particularly in the area of footwork. Hold on, Mike. <laughs> Don't try to throw that in at the end and then run off the podium, Mike. Basically, what Mike just said was he ain't ready. Stop asking me about it. That's it. You know, we'll just continue to work on on the, on the extra things, particularly in the area of footwork. So that's, let me. That's you for, know what for the, the for the football fan. There's this level for those that are like the the scout and the football coach. There are certain elements to being a quarterback that you have to have, and the first, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not, not negotiable. If your footwork ain't right, we can't even begin everything else. We can't begin motion. We can't. You might have a cannon for an arm, but if your footwork ain't right, but Dak's footwork ain't right. Do I do Don't stutter. Let's not quibble about accuracy. That uh, we, I don't need to stutter. He's I, his footwork. You Rob. If we go in, I think every quarterback has a bad habit. He has a bad habit of going off his back foot. I will admit that. But for the most part, to be what he is, we can't question footwork. They've adjusted his footwork to the routes, right? Well, they've adjusted. Well, yes, that's been which is something that has been done. That's done with every quarterback on every team. It's just something that for some reason hadn't been done with the Cowboys. But yeah, I'll agree to that. But. Let's not get it. You don't do what Dak has done. Do what Dak has done? I mean, I didn't want to well, what over-alliterate, it? but there we sit. Let's, but, okay, so I'm glad we're going down this road. Because I, I like I like Dan Orvlosky, Rob. I do. I like his opinions. I like his takes. I think he's outside the box. I think he stands up to Stephen A. I think he stands up to Greeny. He stands his ground. I respect and he played the, he played the position. No, he ain't played the position at a great level, but he played the position better than I He's did. In the room, yeah, yeah. What were his thoughts on this whole Dak trade? <laughs> I'm glad we're going yeah, here. Let's go let's, here. Uh, let's right. go here. I'm not soft, and I don't think Dak Whoa. Prescott is soft. But when right. does enough become enough for a guy? Mm-hmm. You, you three years ago, you made mm-hmm. me drag my feet through the contract extensions when right. I feel I outperformed it. I was a fourth round pick, and and the tag, and the tag, and and so at some point, there's that reminder that I was a little bit disrespected during that process. And now this is another one. And while at some point a guy sits there and goes, I've done everything above and beyond that you've asked me to when it comes to where you drafted me. And I don't know if Dak Prescott balling out is going to erase this for him. Wow. <laughs> so so he and, and so what, what I took from Dan is that he feels like at some point Dak has to feel fed up with the with the disrespect. Is that what I is that what you took from him? Or did I hear something totally different? Uh, yes. He's like, you made me, you dragged me through the mud with the contract, fourth round pick, all these other things, and then now you bring in a QB the week before the season starts? But here, here's my issue with what he says. Okay, and, and, what is and, it? Don't, you, you can't follow the Aaron Rodgers playbook because you ain't Aaron Rodgers. You have every right to feel like that. But a lot of NFL players have to have you don't feel think, like that. You don't feel like Dak deserves the same rights as Aaron Rodgers? No. <laughs> Me neither. But so, I mean, but the thing about it is Aaron dealt with this and he had and the I, ring. And he dealt with it poorly. He but he but poorly. he dealt yes, with he it did. poorly after he had the ring. Right. Right. So Dak, you can do that, 
when you have a ring on your finger, when you when you reach that level, when you reach the 13th floor, however you get there, then you get to demand crap like that. But to Dak's credit, you know what, though? In all honesty, I feel like he's going to be a total pro. And I feel like he's really going to go out of his way to help Trey. Like that's just how Dak. Yeah, is. That's, that's how, how he's wired. wired. Yeah. yeah. I, so uh, to Dak's to Dak's credit, the, I see what Dan's saying, but Dak's not going to take this any kind of well behind closed doors. He might, but around the team and around uh, Trey, he's going to help the let kid me, out. Let me ask you and, something. And help, he's going to help him get better, even though he's you know helping and, him take and, his and job. In our heart of hearts, do we wish he would go a little Aaron Rodgers on this? Honestly, I, yo, I know the thing about it is he is in no, his own you, way, well, in uh, his own way, without being demonstrative about it, without being a, a red ass about it in his mind and in his preparation and the way he goes out on Sundays, he is approaching it like Aaron Rodgers. He's just not being an ass about well, it. Well, I mean, what about being an ass? Oh, no, he just he ain't wired that way. Because but, don't we wish he would like maybe he should be demanding what we're demanding. Like I don't think Aaron Rodgers you know in this think, day and age I would think, go. I think if he were to do that, Rob, it would add even more pressure than he already has. Because then we're like, hey, you're talking all this crap about your replacement. You don't want to replace you. Now you're playing like crap. I think it would just only add pressure. because, the, because And he already has more than anybody in pro sports. He has more pressure than anybody in pro sports right now. Well, then how can you make it worse? I'm kind of, you know, I mean, what are you going to, it's going to get hotter? It's like, uh, it's you know. It, it struck me that Aaron Rodgers is allowed to go, this offensive line sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's allowed to say it. What if Dak was to come out and say, you know what? The fact that we're going into the regular season without right. anybody to back up this thin offensive line, I'm worried. I, Aaron would say that maybe if no, he had Aaron a quarterback. Said, Aaron already said it this year. That's about what this I'm saying. Offensive He's line. already there. And you know what? It felt like as soon as it happened, Saleh was like, we got to go get somebody for the offensive line. You know what, though, Rob? I think in, in anywhere, if anywhere people can spot a phony, it's in a pro locker room. I don't care the sport. And if Dak were to all of a sudden try to become that guy, yeah. they, they would sniff it out and he'd lose the locker room. Pro sports, they will they will figure you out whether you really about it, whether what you say what you mean, whether you stand on what you say. So I I feel where you coming from, but I just feel like if he tries to change it in the ninth inning, his squad will call him out on it. Because I feel like we all want a nice guy at quarterback. Want a nice guy that the kids uh, sign. No, but I, at the end of the day, we want a dude that will sell his soul to win. Oh yeah, you know Tom Brady did. He did. I mean, I mean there's a painting in a basement. It's getting older. Absolutely. Tom Brady. Illuminati is real. I'm, don't I mean? Let's be real. At the end of the day, we want. Oh, you want? We a want dog. the dude that will do anything. But see, win. the thing about it is, the reason why we have to be okay with it is because we saw t- how Twenty One did it, and Twenty One did it, patting everybody on the butt. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like, well, we've seen both. We seen and we love Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy did it without cursing. But we love Greg Popovich. You see what I'm saying? Like, and David Robinson. Yeah, there's two sides of the spectrum. Yeah, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. But it took a it well. There is a narrative that I feel like maybe Dak can't fill it because it's not in him to do what might need be to be required to do. So negative. No, that's just no, I feel you. I th- there's some things I just can't do, and I envy those that can. And maybe understanding your limitations is the key there. Yeah. 
like the end of a break. We are just about done with the time. Good uh, Lord, we, it went quick. The day has gone quickly. Uh, I think part of the reason why was um, McCarthy. McCarthy was right there in the middle. Uh, th- a lot of things that he hit on that we're going to talk about on the other side. Uh, he talks about his new running back, Deuce, and why he feels like he's so effective. As a, the, and, even gave the a, and even gave a little hand signal. <laughs> little hand signal. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get too much trouble for what he did, yeah, but he did kind of give him a, a little man. The mouse in the house. Can move. they cancel uh, That was uh, he. You had to have seen it, but he did reflect on Deuce Vaughn and how he views him to be quite effective and the versatility that this offense brings. Because uh, there was even a question in there regarding the size of the lineup that he could roll out with uh, Turpin and Vaughn on the same, and how does he view that as exciting well, we or frightening? That can't remember. We saw them both in the backfield at the same time. It was cool. They ran one kind of a – I'm not giving away anything yeah. here. Yeah. Um, kind of a, a an option play where Turpin started down the – down the line option and pitched to Deuce, which was a crazy looking expedition of exposition of of little size and behind giant people. Sure did. And we're going to hear from the heart and soul of the Dallas Cowboy defense, defense, Jaron Curse, and what he feels is the uh, possibilities for this Dallas Cowboy defense. You know, they have the opportunity to lead the NFL for the third consecutive year in turnovers. What you going to do with it? Because they ain't done nothing with it yet. No, no I mean, they're two 12 and five seasons. Put a ring on your finger and a whole lot of good things happen. This is R&R in the morning. We'll be right back because you're on 94.1 San, San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, before you go, uh, I got tickets for you. Listen to this. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. You want to hear Dallas Cowboy talk? You want to hear the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys? He spoke live, and you heard it here first, and you'll hear it here right next. This is R&R in the morning here on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinigle here coming up on the Blitz. It is college football Thursday night. We're going to be live out at the Roo Pub. You should join us there and watch the game afterwards. Plus, we've got the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. Who's back? Who's not back? We're going to talk about all of that. Hey, Rudy, since you weren't out of Texas Cheer Liquor, I had all your samples. Well, Joe, you know, as a friend, I'm trying to put samples into your palate. I'm glad y'all did. I'm glad y'all had a good time. I just spoke with Minix in the hallway. Said it was a great turnout. Said there was a 14-year-old that listens with his pops, that listens to us, and listens to uh, Jason and Joe in the afternoon and made his pops... Made, yeah, made his pops bring him out to Texas Chile because, of course, he's 14. He can't come out there by himself. I'm liking this kid more and more. Yeah, I, lo- I love him. So the, he's yeah, being raised right. Yeah, you know, give him a little shot of bourbon. Put some bourbon on his gums and make him go to sleep. We appreciate the fact that we actually did get the shirts that were left. Yes, thank you for saying. the shout-out to our Guantanamo Bay Connect. Got my Gitmo shirt right here. It's nice. Thanks. Wonderful gesture. We appreciate it, and I will wear it in good health. Yes. Uh, but as we start talking Dallas Cowboys, real quickly looking around the league, Jonathan Taylor getting pumped yesterday. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a tad bit disrespectful. Like, until we figure out what we're going to do with you, <laughs> go sit down. And, but and, at least I'm getting paid. I'm not getting fined. And a four week cool off period. Everybody go away. Everybody go to their corner. You know, sometimes you get to arguing at the house and you're like, you know, I'm going to take a walk, reassess this argument and us screaming, and then I'm going to come back. Before we That's get, what they needed to do. Before he gets out of this running back purgatory that, you know, he's in amongst others. 
Um, everybody is reported but him. He's the last of the last of the Mohicans. Uh, Josh uh, Jacobs reported back for what was essentially the franchise number, right? Just a little bit more. Hey, one year, twelve mil. Yeah, so a little like two million above him, franchise. Yeah, he got more than Saquon. And, I think and, Saquon yeah. got eleven. So I'm Saquon. So I think by the numbers, we can all be an arbitrator, an arbiter, mm-hmm. and go. You're probably worth fourteen. Million, Whatever, right? Fourteen yeah. million for you're, sure. That's. I think we can start and end there. I don't know what the problem is. With where who? where where do you think the problem lies in in the the issue between Taylor and the Colts? Years, I think it's years and uh, yearly rate, guaranteed money, guaranteed all of that. But the thing is, it's like I mean, they're like what zero for three. <laughs> Running backs are like zero for three this offseason. Saquon didn't win. Tony Pollard didn't win. So is vested, I don't, I don't see do you think that there's money. NFL guys right now looking at this going, hang out there, Jonathan. Hang on, baby. Prove prove us wrong. I think uh, B. John Robinson. Well, B. John's got a vested interest. No, he's I, what watching. I'm saying, I'm saying at some yeah. point his, his time's going to come. Yeah. Anybody, so, and all these guys that have potential to be stars. Are like, hey man, hold out, hold for us. out, baby. Let's see what we can get. We can we can expand this shrinking piece of meat. Right. We, we can make it bigger if you will hold out. Does he have? Is he good enough to do that? I don't think he's good enough to shift the market. He's not that guy. No, he's not. Well, the the thing is, the email's been sent. The owners aren't budging. No, they're not. The email's been sent. It's just it, it is what it is. You're going to be around twelve million. If you get to twelve, I think that's an accomplishment. But now this is the thing with the twelve. See, after you, okay, after the Colts agree to 12, okay, well, how much are you going to give me up front? How much are you going to fully guarantee and how many years? Okay. And so you're not going to get all three. You're not going to get the guarantee. You're not going to get the upfront and you're not going to get the years. Now, I came you're into get this. get one of the three. Right. You're going to get something. We know who you are. But, Rudy, I, I came into this because I wanted to argue with that side yeah. of the argument. Now, I want to be also realistic about the freaking Colts and the NFL. You cannot. Around the league, and I'm talking to every general manager, say, you know, running backs are just not that important anymore. That there's a lot of guys that can do this. And it, it just, when you look at the numbers and the percentages and the first and the PFFs and all the numbers per yards and dollars, the running back is low man on the totem pole. I get it. But at the same time, Ursay and the Colts, you can't call the Dolphins and go, only way you get him is this for Jared Judy. You no, it was a waddle. Or, or, waddle, yeah, or waddle, yeah, yeah. waddle, or whoever, whoever it is. It was waddle, Who, yeah. You can't go, well, he's not worth the crap unless you want to trade for him, and then I want one of your best. You can't You can't get it both ways. So I can see why Taylor's like, double finger, what are you talking about? Right. If, it, if you want to get rid of me, trade me for what you think my value is then. So yeah, if, if you don't think I'm if you don't think I'm worth it, how are you gonna go ask them for? How are you gonna go ask for that when you tell me I'm this and then you go, well, wait a minute, it's Jonathan Taylor MVP. What are you talking well, about? I, I You're not gonna give me Waddle. I don't think they were negotiating a good faith. Well, but no. I think the thing about it, Rob, you you hit this one on the head. You deserve some flowers and pat yourself on the back. They never intended to trade him, and they just started. You know, how sometimes someone will call you up and ask you if you want to do something. You say, hey, yeah, I'll do it. Give me five grand because you're like. I don't really want to do it, and I know they're yeah. going to say no to five grand. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what that's what the Colts did. They're like, 
they never negotiated in good faith. They never had any intention on trading Jonathan Taylor. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but so, they never intended to trade in him. Where I'm at here is you are both lucky to have found each other anyway. Right. You're both idiots. You Both sides on this thing need to fire who's in, who's been talking to each other. You need to get rid of those two guys and find two other guys. Because when you're dealing with idiots on both sides, something bad could happen. And you want to, I mean, something could just completely blow up here in a situation where, quite frankly, you both need each other. He needs the time. He needs to just vest this no, year. No, he needs the Bears. He, well, he needs to play is what I'm talking yeah. about. And being pupped when you're not hurt is not good for anybody. You need to be available because you got to first vest and get the year so you can head toward this free agency, which I'm not sure you desperately want because there's well, not see, a was, lot of going of money floating around out there. Well, what the Colts are banking on and. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's reality. It's big boy business. Is somebody's running back gets hurt? Somebody offers the somebody offers the farm because again, within these first four weeks, somebody's going to realize they need a running back, and some GM's going to get desperate because his job's on the line. That's what the Colts are banking. I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but that's what they're banking on. Wow. And, and if I if I'm Jonathan Taylor now that I'm not getting fined, and now and we can still air quote pursue a trade. All right, I'm cool because now he's pretty much holding out while getting paid. So, in 2025, when Anthony Richardson is available for a fourth round pick, because he spent the first three years of his career alone and running for his life, (laughs) now that could happen. Should I go ahead and plan for that, or should we show Ursay the tape of what happened over just the last week? To a quarterback that had every bit of promise and had everything, if you put that, put the description beside about Anthony Richardson and Trey Lance coming out of college, and take away the names and see if you can figure out who's who. It's the same guy, same guy, bigger program. I, I never uh, saw either one. <laughs> bigger program, but that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. We never saw either one. So these were these massive, phenomenal athletes, raw as all get out, but mm-hmm. if the, under the right tutelage and the right amount of time, should be able to do everything the modern NFL requires. Trey Lance is available now for a fourth-round pick, can't even get out of third string because of just being battered and hurt. Well, you know what? Um, I, I, I listened to Jimmy Garoppolo's quotes, and he was like, hey, you know what? It's actually a really, really weird place in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. I would just leave. You have it? Do you have Jimmy? I want I want to play Jimmy Garoppolo because it can kind of give us a different side of it because he, you know, they traded for him. At that time, made him the highest paid quarterback. And then all of a sudden started treating him like he couldn't play. Uh-huh. Let's hear Jimmy. Make of the, the Trey Lance trade to Dallas. Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot. Well, man. I do think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations. How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, consider the source, Rudy. What do you mean consider the source? Because he's also overrated. He's not overrated. He went to a Super Bowl. No, he was overrated when he arrived, and Shanahan found oh, out the moment he walked in the door. I you see. ain't what I thought you were. See what I'm saying? Like, nah, And man. Trey Lance, same thing. Nah, you walked in the man. door, and Shanahan's like, you it's ain't a, what I thought you were. some weird stuff goes on in San Fran, man. Well, it, it's some weird stuff that goes on in San Fran, man. 
Right now, Brock Purdy tell you something completely different. This place is great. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking that's, about. That's Ain't fair. nothing wrong here. I love how we're making them geniuses for taking Mr. Irrelevant. Like literally the most throwaway pick in all hey. of the NFL, and we're making John Lynch out to be a, a genius for drafting Nick Bosa. Okay? He drafted Nick Bosa. How hard was that? And for taking Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant. And he's a genius. Are y'all kidding me? Are y'all hey, kidding me? Brock Purdy is and no Tony t- Romo because paid. Brock Purdy was drafted. Nobody's talking about the fact that he overpaid for Garoppolo and then tried to get him out of there after six games. Move three first-round picks for Trey Lance. We're just going to keep him in the genius aisle. Even though we got some, we hey, even though we got tape that says, mm, I lay that on John Lynch and not on Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about I'm, John Lynch. I was thought we we're talking no, about no, Shanahan. I'm, I'm not degrading. Lynch. I think Shanahan has ruined a couple of quarterbacks. I do. I think he is. There's some. There's some tape out there that he hasn't. He's not batting 100. percent He's not shooting 100 no, percent from the but, field. But everybody misses. But I'm not going to discount the genius that he is in off with offense. But I will admit that Garoppolo. I don't know, man. Garoppolo kind of made me feel like maybe Trey can still play. No, what? I agree that there's a possibility, but I also think that Shanahan had. I remember when Popovich was the point guard killer that no matter who walked through the door, they just couldn't live up to it. And I think Shanahan's still in that stage of he is looking for something so specific that he is ruining or at least not using talented quarterbacks to their maximum potential because Shanahan is looking for this thing that he keeps looking for and he can't find it. Right. And it, it didn't, it hadn't worked yet. So now he had, he found a, dead last Mr. Irrelevant draft pick that he could start to kind of mold in his own image, and it happened a little bit faster. But he certainly didn't have that. You look at the difference between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and just their physical capabilities. It's I don't get it. And then you look at, so you had Garoppolo, Lance, and Purdy. We're back to Garoppolo. We're back to the same. Yeah, because keep in mind, when Lance went down, then Garoppolo comes in plays a few games, gets hurt, and then they're forced to play Purdy, and it all works out, and they they look like geniuses. So, but I don't know what you're searching for, into dude. It. Well, I, I, what are you searching for? I think you were searching for the thing you had in Garoppolo, and I think Garoppolo realizes that. Like, dude, so, I was doing what Purdy was doing. I right. took you to a Super Bowl doing it. Right, but I just want to know. So then what they're telling, what San Francisco is telling me, and I don't think we're focused so much on Dallas, rightfully so. We're the home of the Cowboys. What happened from... August 2022, where he beats out, speaking of Lance, he beats out Garoppolo, who's been to a Super Bowl, and Purdy, gets the starting job to 2023 August. All of a sudden, he can't play. All of a sudden, y'all going to make this narrative out that he can't play, even though he just beat out Garoppolo last year for the starting job and Brock Purdy. He won the starting job just last year. Now, all of a sudden, Trey Lance can't play. He can't even beat out. He can't even well, beat out Sam Darnold. Come on, man. I think Come the way on, you man. Need, I think you need the way you need to adjust that sentence is he can't play in the system that Kyle Shanahan wants him to play in. That's fair. And I don't think all systems I think Shanahan equal. has to to his discredit. I think he's been maybe reading a little bit of his clippings. You know, boy genius, offensive genius. Everybody talks about it. I've said it more than once. He's my favorite offensive mind in football right now. 
Even ahead of Andy? Even ahead of Andy, okay. because look at what, you know, the kind of team that he's put together and how he's managed to take a quarterback that is of average caliber and surround him with a McCaffrey and a Debo, all these dudes that can do all this different stuff. And it's been, and even Ayuk, the other guy. And and, oh, yeah. then, and then Kittle. I mean, he's got all these interchangeable oh, yeah. weapons. Yeah, that, oh, and then the left tackle. Yeah, okay. And Lynch, how he's been I, able to put this offense together. I think we're all like, wow, that's really ingenious kind of stuff. I apologize, John. But I think he's an, uh, being a bit arrogant in his success. Like, you know what? If, if Trey Lance turns out to be what everybody th- kind of thought he was, and Garoppolo has even a modicum of success anywhere else, I think you start looking at Shanahan and go, you know what, man? I think you were focused on too many faults and not focused on the, the benefits of these dudes you had around. And I think that's a, a an issue a lot of times when you see young coaches that they get lost in the things that they can't do right? and and, won't, and refuse to just go, well, let's do with what works. And Belichick's always been a master at that. I'm not going to focus on what you can't do. We're never going to worry about it. We won't do it. Or just highlight your attributes. That's where the great coaching comes in. And, and man, we're so far away because we've even played the sound. McCarthy was the first guy to say in the very first press conference after Lance had been in the room, footwork, my God. Yeah. Now that's one side of things. Dan Orlowski tells us whether Dak should be worried. Yeah, he did. What did he say? We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Well, we're today right here. Um, When we're talking about where the where Mike McCarthy sits on the throne, is no, he? I'm not talking about the bathroom. Is he? They they had, he had an early press conference this morning. They're getting seven up. damn thirty. The seven thirty. It's about the heat. Oh, so they wanted to get some stuff That's, early. What the hell did they build that beautiful inside place? Well, what are they uh, doing? Uh, no, nah, I know what you're saying. I'm uh, messing. Maybe with you. I don't know. Maybe it's the heat in there. I, I, or maybe McCarthy's like, Look, oh, I you know, got work oh, to no, do. wait a minute. It's Thursday. That stadium is being used for football tonight, baby. High school football. Oh. Uh, it's it's in use tonight. That's why they're practicing early this morning. Ah, see, things fall together. It's, we're new to the football season. True I that. guarantee you that's why one of the reasons. They want to get in and out before the uh, all those uh, Frisco football teams play. Like Lone that. Star High School, I believe, plays in there. A couple of others. That's their home fields. I did not know that. Yeah, so I didn't I, know they use that place. Oh, for high yeah. School. So I think they're vacating for high school football. So they're, you, they're practicing earlier, and he, he said they're getting ready for the heat. And I, I would have assumed – at least starting today, we're going to start seeing the team get into game rhythm. You know, yeah, where so you talk about conditioning, finding what Mondays feel like, what Tuesdays feel like as you prepare yourself for the Sunday kickoff. And anybody who's listened to Mike McCarthy as he joins us regularly uh, uh, um, before every game on Fridays, uh, he's very much about daytime. You you, you don't vary. That your 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 system is in play, and it's all about getting your body and your mind ready at that. Perfect moment for kickoff, and he's a big proponent of that. that. I also did. We also let us know last year that he hates Sunday night games. He likes the twelve o'clock kickoff. You know, he hates he hates it when his team has to sit around in the hotel all day long. Then you don't know what time you got to get to the stadium. So, unfortunately, Mike, you coach the Dallas Cowboys. You play quite a few Sunday night games, and he also recognized the fact that you know, when you're the Cowboys, you expect to have. A, a few more um, of those night and primetime games in fashion. And at least at night, doesn't have to deal with the uh, the sunshine through the curtains. Uh, we we laughed earlier about his uh, – he was asked regarding uh, his new running back, Deuce Vaughn, the gadget guy. Um, the, the sound doesn't do it justice. So this is him talking about what everybody has now seen, 
how Deuce literally does jump off the film because he does something no other Dallas Cowboys ever been able to do. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, really, Deuce. I mean, obviously, you know, Kansas State, extremely exciting player. Uh, you know, I think the first time you see him in line in a team drill, I mean, you, you could see it right away in the helmets. You know, his his unique skill set. The but, helmets. You know, the thing that that, that jumps out of me is you know his. His running style. I mean, I mean, it, it looks, you know, it looks like he's that, you know, that that far off the ground where he's through the hole and they, they can't really find him. And he's got great vision and instincts, uh, really high in awareness. Um, and he's a playmaker, so uh, very bright. You know, he's picked it up extremely well. Yeah. So uh, obviously made a very strong first impression. Uh, really quick, Evan, a little bit of sad breaking news. Just I just saw RJ Ochoa post this about six minutes ago that Gil Brandt has passed. Wow. Yeah, uh, Thursday morning, Mr. Brandt was 91. If you're unaware, he was uh, the innovator in the early days Cowboys organization developed what the revolutionary ways for the team to scout players ahead of the draft. Uh, we're talking Mount Rushmore kind of stuff. Right. That yeah. just posted about six minutes well, ago. And, and Gil Brandt was a consistent attendee of training camp. We didn't see him this year. But we had seen him every other year. Yeah. And uh, – what a remarkable time. Um, I, I'm taking it back. Gil Brandt passing away. The fielder, the founder, the beginner of America's team. Rest I'm sure the Blitz good. will have all of that. Yeah. Keep following us. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow.